0: Problem in various communities.
1: Though there's a, a few localised bits of flooding on the ooze, up in the Stodden Valley and of course around Frogmore and I guess there'll be one or two other houses
2: we haven't been so badly affected but in some areas it, it really is very serious indeed and, and in particular we'd collected reports from uh, Somerset and along the Thames Valley because we'd actually got people who were able to talk from first-hand experience of how they were affected by the flooding.
0: And there'll be more on the floods coming up in the programme with Ian Lee here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, the Prime Minister's been giving details of a £10 million package to help businesses affected by the recent flooding. The scheme will help smaller companies cover the cost of cleaning up and then will make them exempt from penalties for filing their accounts late. Locally, a man from Buckinghamshire who killed another driver in a car crash has been jailed for four years. Paul Fletcher from Wingrave was high on drugs at the time. Lee Agnew has more.
2: The court heard the 40-year-old was driving through Leadburn in December 2012 when he lost control of his car and smashed into a tractor. He then collided with a Volkswagen Polo, killing its driver, 46-year-old Paul Gordon, from Leighton Buzzard. Fletcher, who was found with cocaine and heroin, pleaded guilty to causing death by careless driving while unfit through drugs.
0: The space drama Gravity's taken Best British Film and Best Director together with several technical awards, all at the BAFTA ceremony in London last night. And finally, England rugby legend Johnny Wilkinson's backing the call for volunteers for next year's Rugby World Cup, with three matches to be staged at Stadium MK in Milton Keynes. Applications to be a volunteer will be open from next month, Wilkinson says it's an opportunity for non-traditional areas to be introduced.
3: The World Cup's it's, it's that special moment every four years where the game just goes a little bit further than you think it, it can, you know, and, it, and it, it creates a an incredible atmosphere and a very very far-reaching as well, not just in your, your Twickenham's or your or your Cardiff Stadium.
0: Take a look at the weather, and it has been misty to start, but that will clear away mm. to leave a dry day. Temperatures nine degrees Celsius
1: three minutes 15 you're over i'm just saying listen
0: people have left me lots of long nice clips for you your job is to cut it down get the latest news (laughs) and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties about
1: time morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's Monday again. How did we end up back in this box? Last thing I knew, it was Friday and we were finishing the show. Then suddenly, what? Lots to talk about. Very busy on... What on earth are you two doing? Dancing. Okay, that's fair enough. Uh, Lots of calls last week. Let's have as many, if not more, this week. We could maybe try and raise the quality ever so slightly of the calls... But let's be honest, it's quantity, isn't it? Not quality on this show. What's coming up? Oh, yeah, I'll tell you. Sinkholes, floods and allegations of electoral fraud. And a boy named Eric. Really? What a ridiculous name,
4: isn't it? It's a shame, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's a shame. If you want to get in touch, facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR... You can send me a text, 81333, start your text 3CR, or you can give me a call, 08459 four double five five double five.
5: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
6: This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Before we start, ladies
1: and gentlemen, I know you've all been missing him, well... He's back. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the J-Dog himself, Mr. Dizzle, Justin <laughs> Dealey. Good morning, boss. Hey,
7: you've had a lovely nut cut. Yeah, thank you very much. It That's t- what you do when you have a week off. You go and get a nice nut
1: cut. You look so beautiful. Oh, lovely, you. lovely, uh, nice brown
7: uh, coat as well. Yeah, thank you. Really, <laughs> you you are really working it today. Oh, thank you, not looking too bad yourself. Did you have though. a nice time off? Yes, very nice, thank you, very nice. A bit of relaxation. Now, listen, last week you missed,
1: you missed 80s maca
7: week. Oh, I know, I heard about it. I saw the tweets oh, to, to Maka himself. It was exciting stuff. He must, I think he's got problems with his Wi-Fi because he,
1: he, maybe he wasn't getting my tweets as he <laughs> didn't call in. But we played, um, we played some great, great songs. No More Lonely Nights. We yeah. played the Frog Chorus. Oh. And then we played this song. Okay, We're going to play this song again. This has kind of been... Um, well, I think we should adopt this as the theme tune to the
7: show. What's the song?
8: My brain
5: And bucks.
6: This is Chetham Parthuk.
5: BBC
7: Three Counties Radio. What a tune, Justin! What oh. a tune, isn't it? Great, fabulous! What happened to temporary secretary? <laughs> what happened to that <laughs> one?
1: We, that that got vetoed.
7: That what? got vetoed. Classic. I know. Classic. It's a good
1: song, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, we're ahead of its time. It's still ahead of its time, 25 (laughs) years later. We'll have more. But anyway, listen, we've got you on for something very, very important. Mm. Uh, Weather. Wild weather, strong winds, heavy rain on Friday and Saturday. And staying at home was not an option for some neighbours living on one Hemel Hempstead Street after a sinkhole opened on Saturday morning, forcing them to evacuate. People living in Oak Ridge Gardens told our reporter they have been complaining of subsidence or subsidence for weeks before the 35-foot wide hole and 25-foot deep crater appeared. Justin, you've been following events over the weekend.
7: What happened? Who have you been talking to? Well, on Saturday morning, it was um, absolute chaos. Uh, people have been evacuated. It was a, a miracle, to be quite honest, that nobody was seriously injured there. I was talking to Carla Rans. Now, she lives in Oak Ridge Gardens in Hemel, and she said for weeks she knew that something wasn't quite right
9: been going on a long time this has been going on for about six weeks i've had a lot of problems with my house since the 4th of january i've had a lot of movement subsidence Um, i've had insurance investigators around my house i've they they had to demolish my porch as you can see there's nothing left to the front of my house because for safety reasons they had to take it down Um, and that's just where it's been they've apparently they've been going through their insurance because nobody wants to take blame for it Um, so it's been a bit between the water company jarvis builders and high town um, and, yeah, they you know they, they did say they thought it was a water problem underneath. That's caused my house to subside.
7: So what's the situation now? Because your house is cordoned off. Are you allowed to go back in to get any of your, your property at all?
9: I'm not allowed in at all. I've got nothing. At half seven, they told me to get out. Um, I asked if I could grab some stuff and how long I had. And he said, you haven't. I'll, I want you to get out now because of the gas. Um, so I woke the children up. They're still in their pyjamas. I wasn't allowed my car. I couldn't get my car out. So I had to ring my father-in-law for, to pick me up. Um, And I've got nothing. Um, I did come back about two hours ago because my daughter's got a kidney problem and her medication was in the fridge. So I said to them, please, I need to have that. It's really important. He took my keys. The police officer took my keys. He went in and got it for me and said I'm not allowed in."
7: And they're not saying to you at all when you're likely to get back into your property. No No news at all.
9: No news at all, though. They said uh, a guy who rung me from the out-of-hours housing people said that um, he said it was going to be days, but... I mean, I don't know, I I don't actually know, I'm very upset. I haven't felt safe in there for, for quite some weeks since I first noticed the, the movement of the house and I've got a lot of pictures on my phone, to, like comparison pictures to show them how bad it has got. Um, there's been a lot more movement lately underneath because of the, the, the my pathway has lifted right up now um, and, and you know last night when I came home I noticed that my flooring in my house had started to move and it felt really bouncy and it's not been like that before.
1: You don't want a bouncy floor in your house that's Justin Dealey there speaking to one of the- the residents uh, in Oatridge Gardens who um, woke up to find a huge sinkhole. Well, we had nice weather at the weekend, and for some of us, we got to go out and play in the garden. For others, it was a chance to start clearing out the damage to homes that had been flooded over the previous weeks. Well, Chris Woodward's house is one of the 30 such properties in Puckeridge, East Hertfordshire. He joins me now. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. Chris, now, last time we spoke, um, you had several inches of water in your house and you'd been forced into a hotel. What's the latest?
10: Um well, we had no water um that's gone um but we're still in the hotel oh dear what what's um, the- st- what's
1: the state of your house? Have you been b- back to have a
10: look um yeah we've sort of been making regular visits back um over this weekend uh Saturday and sunday um the company who were doing the clearance came in and brought various uh, skips and basically have cleared the um the whole of the downstairs. Uh, the house is now um, non-existent anymore. <laughs> that must be a very
1: depressing sight.
10: Uh, yes, it is. It's, it's horrible to see a home um, just been literally broken up and chucked in in skips. You know, it's, uh,
1: is you? How are your? Uh, one of the questions that's been raised over the weekend is insurance and insurance companies. How is your insurance company dealing with this? You happy with it?
10: So far, yes. I mean, they've been very good. Um, We had two assessors down last week, um, the buildings and the contents. Um, They both have done surveys of of the property, um, and we've got a builder who's actually in charge of the uh, works is coming in today. He's meeting my wife there, and um, he's going to give us a program of what's going to be happening because obviously it's all going to be dried out and if necessary plaster come off the walls uh, and then it's basically rebuilding
1: any idea when it'll be done
10: they haven't got any real idea but they're saying anything five six months that sort of, that Sorry, sort of time. five six months
1: yeah, i will be honest, Chris. When we've spoken, we've spoken a couple of times about like this. You've sounded kind of um, vaguely upbeat about the whole thing, but today you sound um, well. It, it sounds like it's really hit you.
10: Yeah, I mean, over the, over the last week, it, it you know every time you go to the house, um, it, it just seems to get worse. You know, it, it, but it, I mean, they get in there. Don't get me wrong. It, mm. It's it's going to take time, and um, we will eventually get back in and. Um, you know, get our house back to how it was before. Um, I mean, (laughs) if you look at the news and you see people down in Somerset and everything, they're a lot lot worse off than we are.
1: Chris, uh, again, I appreciate your time. Thank you for talking to us. We'll we'll catch up with you soon. Chris Woodward, um, who we've spoken to a couple of times. He's in Puckeridge, East Hertfordshire, and, uh, well, it could be five or six months before his house is back to normal. Wow. Have you been affected by the storms, by the floods, by the sinkholes? Is this the... um, isn't this in uh, Revelations or something? Isn't this the sign of the second coming? Are we all doomed? Oh, 455 five, four, double, 555. Double, Are we
6: all doomed? Call me now. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio. The M11
11: southbound is partially blocked after an accident between Junction 9 for Saffron Walden and 8 for Bishop Stortford. Very foggy in the area, so drivers are struggling to see the accident there. Generally, it is a very foggy morning on the cameras and we have still got some problems left over from flooding. In Watford, the Exchange Road westbound has a lane closed around the High Street and also in Felden, Longcroft Lane is closed. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank
1: you very much, Alice. 6.16. It's Monday the 17th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Investigations are continuing into why a large sinkhole thought to be 20 feet deep suddenly appeared in a Hemel-Hempstead street. Engineers have been working through the night to restore electricity to tens of thousands of homes and businesses cut off in the storms. And Luton Town extended their unbeaten run to 22 games after thumping Hereford 7-0. Oh. 08459 oh, five, 455 double,
5: 555. Double, BBC Three Counties Radio. Roberto Peroni We'll talk about your partner's annoying
12: habits this after a woman filed divorce after just one week I, I know I, was, I snore and I snore badly but I can't help it Roberto Peroni It's Friday, why am I even bothering to go to
1: work today? You've got to You never know when a double board suddenly appears in front of you and you've got to dive in You need a lot of love, a bit of patience to keep a relationship going
5: Sometimes you have to turn a blind eye Roberto Peroni Weekdays from 3 on BBC Three Counties Radio
8: A bridge of sights To rest my eyes in shades of green under dreaming skies To Ichiku Park, that's where I've been. What did you do there? I got high. What did you feel there? And have tell fun in this. I tell you what I'll do. What will you? I'd like to go there now with you. You can miss out school. What would that Why be? Why cool go to learn the words of who? What do we do there? We'll get high. What will we touch there? Will we'll we touch, we touch the, the sky. Why we'll we'll the tea is there? With they all come out to groove about, nice and have fun in the sun. It's all too beautiful. It's all too beautiful.
1: 08459 oh, five, 555 double five, double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Now, here's a story. The police investigation into allegations of electoral fraud, or electoral fraud, involving the Labour Party in Luton South is understood to get underway this week. The BBC understands that the allegations relate to the 2011 local elections in Luton. Well, our political reporter, Paul Scoynes, has been investigating. Paul, what's, what's happened today? What's going on?
13: Well, Friday we got a, a statement uh, saying that Bedfordshire Police... Uh, officers met with labor party representatives at Luton Police station last week uh, to discuss allegations relating to electoral fraud and the allegations are historical relating to postal voting now ian uh, officers then when uh, we were advised would, would would investigate the matter to see if there'd been any offences now i think that the um, allegations relate to the 2011 uh, local elections so i don't just think i've been told that um, But sources in the party say that the police investigation may also discover that the practice uh, was going on for several years beforehand. Now, the allegations emerged after two party members approached the National Party uh, with these concerns, and they were told then to contact the police. The allegations are uh, being investigated in the first stage by the head of CID, apparently. That's the natural way of doing things. Um, and I believe that the uh, the investigation starts this week.
1: Now, we talked about um, vote packing, didn't we, mm. in, in various counts, Labour councils last week or the week before. This isn't connected, is it?
13: Yeah, we we spoke before about the uh, allegations that uh, certain people within the party in Luton had uh, taken part in something called membership packing, uh, which is effectively filling the uh, local branch memberships with people they know in order to it is alleged to to make sure that their candidates were put forward for the local elections. This is this is different. This is about actual elections and the actual elections that people vote in across the town. Um, there are several investigations into uh, the uh, Labour Party. The, uh, a fortnight ago or so, we, we talked about those membership packings, and then, uh, of course, just a month ago, uh, the party suspended two local members who'd uh, allegedly posted inappropriate images uh, on Facebook um a police spokesman said that this investigation isn't connected to those two events now i am led to believe that there was or at least an attempt to uh, have a meeting with senior label officials in in luton over the weekend i don't know uh, if that's at least happened yet or is it being scheduled um i will bring you more on this story, when we know more. So th- several things going on in terms of the Labour Party uh, in Luton. It's yes, it's a bit of watch this space. But we'll we'll speak later on to the Chief Executive of Luton Borough Council. Their position is clear. They say they followed the guidance uh, and uh, and are satisfied that uh, there haven't been irregularities in the postal okay. system.
1: Okay, well, we'll, we'll investigate further. Now, while you're here, uh, you, w- we keep talking about watch this space. Barnfield, mm. Barnfield, Barnfield. <laughs> the Barnfield Federation. Uh, we're, we're waiting for what is it? Two. Rep- reports?
13: Three reports? Two reports. There's one uh, investigation, which is, so there's two two official reports, yep. one, one by uh, the Department for Education and one by the Department for Business. And we, we, we're in a, con- here at BBC Three Counties Radio, we're in a constant state of, of
1: hovering, hmm. waiting to hit the barn fill button, waiting for these reports <laughs> to be officially released. Uh, they haven't yet, but something happened... On Friday, that's connected with Barnfield, is not it? Because it's yeah. quite big.
13: Late on Friday, I had a call from some uh, former members of staff uh, within the organisation who said that they'd heard rumours from colleagues that uh, Sandy Upper School, which was one of the schools due to be converted into a Barnfield Academy, mm. there were three, there weren't, there were they fell to 2 after one of the schools pulled out uh, and the rumours were that another had pulled out it wasn't quite that what had happened was that the government had told sandy upper school that barnfield would not be the sponsor so each academy wherever you are in the country has a sponsor barnfield sponsors around uh, i think it's 6 or 7 uh, in bedfordshire um and was you know expecting to have at least probably i think 10 by the end of, uh, of of last year everything was on hold because of these reports and sandy upper was one of the it was so far advanced i mean it was pretty much called barnfield sandy mm. academy the kids all had uniforms with barnfield over it um it was a barnfield school in all but you know a rubber stamp um and on Friday, we we got the news that uh, this letter, which you were uh, was yes, a um, the, the, the parent f- sent me uh, emailed me a copy of the letter. So thank you very much that, uh, to that person. That was a uh, a letter sent to parents on Friday from the governors. Uh, that said in that sort of uh, email, uh, it went via email went. Uh, saying that the government has stopped the move, long discussions resulting in Barnfield being withdrawn as a sponsor.
1: It's the, the Department of Education have advised that the Barnfield Federation has been withdrawn.
13: Yeah, and that, that that's also confirms that funding's in place for the rest of the school year, so it won't close. Um, they, they have two options now. It will either be taken over by another academy sponsor... Uh, or it will remain in local authority control. What the Governor is saying that, in that letter, Ian, is that they, they want to keep the management place management team in place at the moment, particularly the head teacher um, and indeed under that head teacher, the school has made some progress. It is in uh, or it technically was in special measures uh, which is known as being inadequate um, <clears throat> but uh, this, this came out quite late on Friday. Parents weren't really sure they were contacting me on social media saying what's going on um, and, and when we spoke the Local Education Authority, which is Central Bedfordshire Council, they instantly referred all of our calls to the Department for Education. So, a suggestion that they knew this was coming.
1: And the official reports? When?
13: When? (laughs) Who knows? We've pulled this story about I think about three times now. Mm. Um, uh, I'm expecting it imminently. I mean, it's we we know it's written. Uh, We know that the Further Education Commissioner, who is the man in charge of of deciding what happens when these sort of reports are published, he has made a uh, he's he's reported has gone to the minister. This feels now that um, you know there is an element of uh, uh, you know people getting their sort of ducks in line if you like and and making sure that they know what to say when the report comes out I have a feeling in the next 24 hours we'll know a bit more about whether or not this is going to happen anytime sooner because there is a a development which is breaking on that so we shall uh, watch this space I'm afraid. Thank you very much indeed watch this space but that's all we can do It's literally all we can do. Paul thank you very much. 08459
1: Are you four. You're a fan of Neil Diamond? Uh, My mother went to see him yeah. Well then in that case I'll shut up and we'll listen shall we? Mm. Does that mean you're a fan,
13: though? Uh, ah.
1: Or Quado.
14: it talks, but it don't sing and dance, and it don't walk. And long as I can have you here with me, I'd much rather be forever in blue jeans. Money is sweet, but it ain't nothing next to baby's treat. And if you pardon me, I'd like to say we do okay, forever in blue. we
1: Sorry,
5: baby, poor
1: Eric. I'm trying to do the radio. We're on the radio. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Coming up uh, after the uh, coming up after the travel, it's um, what is literally nobody's highlight of the show. It's the newspapers with me, with her, yeah, and with him
6: available. Oh, for goodness sakes. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
11: The M11 southbound is partially blocked between junction 9 for Saffron Walden and 8 for Bishop Stortford after an accident. Extremely foggy in the area, and people are struggling to see the accident site up ahead. In Bricketwood, the North Orbital also looking heavy at the M25 junction 21A roundabout. Between Bourne End and Cookham, Ferry Lane is closed because of flooding and public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio.
6: Across beds, hearts
5: and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: I'm Serena Farrow. Investigations are continuing to why a large sinkhole thought to be about 20 feet deep appeared in a residential street in Hemel Hempstead. Stay listening for more as Conservative Councillor for the area, Graham Ashstead, will be speaking to Ian Lee here on BBC Three Counties Radio just after seven. Meanwhile, engineers have been working through the night to restore electricity to tens of thousands of homes and businesses cut off in the storms. And speaking of the bad weather, the Prime Minister's been giving details of a £10 million package to help businesses affected by the recent flooding. And a new survey suggests growth in employment may be about to slow down. The Chartered Institute of Personnel and Development says 54% of employers it questioned intend to hire more staff, but it's still down from 65% last year. That's the news now let's move on to all the morning sport.
6: Three Counties Sports.
0: BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton Town extended their unbeaten league run to 22 games as they moved nine points clear now at the top of the conference. That's after beating Hereford 7-0. Hatter's boss John Still isn't worrying, though, about the winning the title.
15: Let's get to the end of the season before I worry about that. About other people, you you know, the job's done when the job's done. So let's get the job done.
0: Let's turn to FA Cup then. Last night, Arsenal booked their place in the quarter-finals after a 2-1 victory over Liverpool. Bouncing back from their thrashing by Brendan Rodgers' team in the Premier League last weekend, let's not forget. They'll face a last-eight clash with Everton, who saw off Swansea 3-1. The United Sheffield United boss, Nigel Clough, says the prospect of a quarter-final clash with arch-rivals Sheffield Wednesday gave his side extra motivation. They were 1-0 down at the break when the draw for the next round was made and then they went on to win the tie 3-1.
2: We said to the lads at half-time, come on, we've got 45 minutes, and we knew the draw as well, uh, and we mentioned it to them and said, if, you know, if, if, you don't, if you need any more of an incentive, then we've got the prospect of a you know, Sheffield derby here at Bramall Lane, so go out and have a go and let's see what we can achieve.
0: Meanwhile, cup holders Wigan have been drawn away at Manchester City. That's in a repeat of last season's Wembley final. And let's turn to Olympics. and the British half-pipe skier Rowan Cheshire has been knocked out and conscious during training yesterday. The 18-year-old fell heavily on her face and spent the night in hospital. Staying in Sochi and Britain's curlers have decisive round-robin matches today as they look to secure semi-final places. And Lamin Dean and John Baines finished the day in 23rd place for GB. That was in the Two-man bobsleigh at the halfway stage. BBC Three Counties Radio,
5: and more from me at seven. Across beds, hearts and bucks.
6: This is Ian Lee.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
6: What is,
1: um... Used to be on the TV now. Joining the studio by Catherine Boyle. Yes, you are Paul Scoins. Hello, and what's been happening during uh, Serena's excellent news bulletin is we've been showing classic bands, haven't we? <laughs> Some real classic bands. <laughs> you, <laughs> Catherine was pointing to a picture of a fat man,
4: no, a woman in a oh. pink outfit, and I was th- with a head chopped off in the picture. Not oh, gosh, no, just by the by the frame photoshopped. Of the picture.
1: She's
13: been photoshopped, okay. But
4: wouldn't you hate Brought. it if you realised that was you? You were generic, fat backside. When they're talking about obesity. I'm oh, always, hang on a minute, there's me in my new tracksuit. Oh, good.
13: I'm always terrified that I'll be that person filmed on the news, just walking around where you just see the stomach. Oh,
1: that is I, uh, That is horrible, isn't it? When you're watching the your news bulletin uh, and it's uh, obesity. Obesity Britain. And they just show a montage of fat tummies
16: yeah,
1: yeah. W- okay, wobbling I'm, around. I'll be one of those. Disgusting. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number. We'll we'll do now. Paul, last time you did the papers with us, mm. it was a little bit. Um, I I got the wrong end of the
13: stick. Have you got Have you got the right end of the stick this time? Well, I've just gone for trite stories. That's
4: by trite. What do you mean?
13: A bit lighter.
4: Give
1: us
13: an example. Let's see how where the the land is lying. Ian, mother in laws are bad for you. Not my words. The words of the Catholic Church, according to the, uh, the Telegraph. I'm going to play a song
1: and we'll have a oh, chat. come on. I mean, you really haven't got oh, it at all. a introduction.
17: Yes, from where you're standing Cos from over here I miss the joke Clear the way for my crash landing I've done it again Another number for your notes I'd be smiling if I wasn't so desperate I'd be patient if I had the time I could stop and answer all of your questions soon as I find out how I can move from the back of the line I'll be your clown behind the glass go ahead and laugh cause it's funny I would too, if I saw you. I'll be your clown on your favorite chair Be less angry if it was my decision, and the money was just rolling in. If I had more than my ambition, I'll have time for please, I'll have time for thank you as soon as I win. I'll be your class Your cloud and your favorite chair. the
1: you do the talking so I've lost a bit my
13: headphones
4: do, do, so yeah Paul what were you just saying your story. what were you just saying just then Go
13: I was saying that I didn't I was wrong it's not mother-in-laws it's actually mothers you know um, Italian no that's men, not what you were saying Italian men love their mums right yeah too much weirdos well that's what the Catholic Church is saying as well they're oh. saying that uh, marriage has to be an act of free will and awareness, and they're saying when you rely totally on parents for every step, a spouse does not know what to do or what not to do because they're constantly seeking the consensus of a third person.
4: And they know what they're talking about, the Catholic Church, because... Oh, hang on.
13: They know about relationships. Don't worry, don't worry, listener. Uh, do they? Listener, I'm a professional.
1: I can still save this newspaper review. There's a pill to keep you slim and fend off the effects of age, according to the Daily Express. I'll tell you what, there isn't.
4: Is that the end?
13: Is that it? That's what you do with these?
1: That's it. That's what you got to do. Okay. Scient- I, I, I can take it further. Scientists w- are working on a pill that could help people lose weight, avoid diabetes, and even hold off the effects of old age. No, they're not. It won't happen. It's nonsense. Boom. <laughs>
4: Black like and white photographs of a baby. Oh, it's oh. a beautiful baby! It's so fresh its ears have not quite popped Oh back into I bet shape. it's got a
1: wonderful name, hasn't it? He's called Eric.
4: Uh? It's Simon Cowell's baby, Eric Cowell.
1: Mm. Oh for goodness <laughs> sake.
4: Named after his dad.
1: We did old people's names on young people last week. Yeah, but, but Eric
4: is something else, isn't
1: Eric it? Eric is surely a name that should be extinct. Why?
13: S- what? Huh? <clears throat> Why? Because it's a really old man's boring names. Well, should kids be called, like, I don't know, Xanthor now, or Xenon, or something? Xanthor! <laughs> Xenon is a great name. Zeg- these, are, these are the twins, Xenon and Xanthor. <laughs> <laughs> We've been playing a lot of boom blocks.
1: Uh, no, no, but, but Eric is an old... is a, is a dead name. It's, it's like Latin. It's pointless. It serves no purpose. No one speaks Eric anymore.
4: If you wanted to pay tribute to a father who's passed away, Allah, Mr Cowell, put it in a middle name, so that no one ever needs to know. Not... As a first
13: name, I imagine uh, Oscar season on at the moment and uh, award season. I imagine you'll see us a rash of, of children, uh, girls especially, called Philomena in the next uh, nah. six months, I think. Nah.
1: What, because of that boring film yeah. with Steve
13: Coogan and that woman it's, in about the baby? It's going to do extremely well in the uh, in the Oscars. You're not going yeah, to see anyone called Philomena. They will, and they'll shorten it to Philly. What? What happened?
4: I did see a little girl who was very. She's lucky that she's good looking, because I think that you can get away with an awful lot if you're good looking. Can't you just? But um, she was called Sydney, a little girl I heard called in the play part the other day. What, like after Sid James? Yeah, probably. It's ridiculous. I think you might have been like Sid nay I think hey, spell it different. Have a guess,
1: uh, Paul, where John Travolta's favourite
13: place in the world is. Um, Leighton Leighton Salt Lake City. No, Leighton I don't. know. Is it Luton Air? It's Luton Airport.
1: Not exactly his favourite place in the world. I've exaggerated for effect. Oh. I've drawn the listener in, and now I'm spitting in their ear. <laughs> this is according to the Daily Express day and night section. Written, It takes three people to write this tosh. Uh, Lizzie Cat, Jack Teague and Lisa Higgins. You should be ashamed of yourselves. It's not exactly renowned as a glamorous location, but Hollywood star John Travolta has revealed his love for Luton Airport. The actor, 59, has admitted his affection for the Bedfordshire hub, which became the butt of jokes in the classic 1970s Campari ads with Lorraine Chase. I like Luton. I like Luton. How does he speak? How does John Travolta speak? What's his voice? Hey. Hey, I like Luton. <laughs> I do like Luton. Last time I was
8: in England, I went to Luton. That's a good airport, man. <laughs> it's,
5: it's uncanny, isn't it? I've, I've is it really is. I've got
13: one. I've got one here. Um, fictional Buckinghamshire Death Trap Midsummer is oh. um, responsible for creating uh, a, a bad... Image of murder, oh, according what? to researchers here. murder has quite a bad image anyway. I'll well, be no, short. but the concern <laughs> is that the public <laughs> may. Uh, this is this is this is the report from the University of Edinburgh saying that concern has been expressed. The public may be given a, a misleading impression of homicide. And that could be having a... Uh, because, you know, of all the ridiculous deaths that have been, but it could be having a, a negative impact on the, um, the public awareness messages, including of, things, you know, like knife crime and that kind but
1: of But oh, What? That's... Oh, oh for good... What, what, Midsummer Murders? Midsummer Murders. murders. Is, is meaning when we're, we're having a negative impact on knife crime awareness?
13: It, it's, it's having a, a, a ...undermining public health messages aimed at reducing violence. Oh, for God's <laughs> sakes. You uh? utter idiots. You utter, utter idiots. How many murders have there been in Midsummer... Four hundred thirty-two, bit less. Three hundred sixty-nine, two hundred seventeen. Compared with fifty-five murders in uh, the entire uh, country of Scotland. Wowzers! There we are. Um, got some bad news. Oh, no. Splash Out. What? What does
1: that mean? I'll explain. This is from The, the Sun TV Biz with Colin Robertson. Tom Daly's show Spa- Splash is facing the axe after ratings plummeted by 2 million viewers. Saturday night's final saw Diversity star Perry Keel. Is he the young lad?
4: Littlin. Mm. He's 18, though. No. Yeah.
1: Is he really? Yeah. I once met him in another one. We doing filming an advert for something. Ashley
4: Banjo. Why They're not? the only ones who ever get out.
1: Why not? And I got—I uh, I, recognised them and I got all excited. I don't know why I got excited. It's only diversity. It's like that, there's flips and stuff. Only- and I, I saw them. I didn't have anything to say to them. So I went, all right, guys, I'm a really big fan of diversity. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't care less about diversity. The dance troupe, not the actual racial integration that I do care a lot about. But the, the, I, got, I got a little bit overexcited about them. And wow. they, didn't, they didn't quite know how to handle me. Mm. Anyway, uh, the, the series has been scrapped.
4: Oh. oh, Hey, Board of selfies, try Petsy. Oh, hang
1: on, this sounds <laughs> like a lot of fun.
4: It's not what you think. Forget the selfie, apparently the Petsy is taking social media by storm. Are you listening, Justin? Are you listening? Um, we're nearly two-thirds of pet owners sharing more photos of their fairy friend than their human friends, according to research. Fun research times. in uh, research. quote marks. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly Betts,
1: you've heard the paper review there with uh, additional guest Paul Scoines. Would you like to rate each one of us out of ten, please? Starting with me? Ten. Thank you. Wowzers. Uh, Catherine Boyle next.
18: Ten. Yes. Wow,
1: ten out of ten. Paul coins Four. Oh. Well, harsh but fair, where do you think he could improve?
18: I think he could um, give less information and sound more enthusiastic.
13: Paul, wow. do, what would you like to say to the judges? A, that is a, uh, a, a pretty...
18: Again, too much information mm. and oh. not sounding enthusiastic. Hey! Hey, better!
6: Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
11: The M11 southbound is closed between junction 10 for Duxford and 8 for Bishop Stortford after an accident queues on the approach there and traffic's trapped inside the closure at the moment. On the M25, anti-clockwise also closed, um, a Junction 23 for the A1M after an accident. Queues are going back to Potter's Bar at the moment. On the speed sensors, the M1 southbound struggling at Junction 10 for Luton Airport. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Hi, Alice. 6.46,
1: 6.46, it's Monday the 17th of February, I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio Residents say they were complaining about subsidence for a number of weeks before a sinkhole opened up in Hemel Hempstead. Four teenagers will go on trial today, charged with the murder of a Kempston man. And in sport, Arsenal beat Liverpool 2-1 to reach the FA Cup quarterfinals They'll face Everton, who saw off Swansea 3-1 last night Wow! Goals oh, 459, 4555 Five double five is our telephone number, but hush! Speak not a word, for here comes the weather with Elizabeth.
5: Bed's hearts and bucks weather.
6: BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Hello, very good
19: morning to you. It's much better weather news for this week. Uh, That's the good news anyway. No storms in the forecast. Having said that, it's not going to be completely dry. There will be um, some outbreaks of rain at times, but nothing too significant and no strong winds either. Now we do have some patches of mist and fog out there at the the moment this morning. So some of them quite dense uh, in places. So do watch out for that through the course of the morning. It's quite chilly in some places as well, but most of our temperatures are three, four degrees Celsius at the moment. Always the of seeing a few outbreaks of light patchy rain and drizzle through the course of this morning but many places getting off to a dry start and there will even be a little bit of brightness here and there as we head into the afternoon as well so uh, I think the worst the worst of any rainfall that we'll see this morning is just going to be a little bit of drizzle at times that's that's probably all we'll see until we get to this evening top temperatures today will be up to around 9 or 10 degrees Celsius 50 in Fahrenheit now for this evening then through the course of the rush hour we're going to see more rain in from from the west but again nothing too significant the odd heavy burst at times perhaps here and there but most of it tending to be quite light and patchy um, and then uh, that will clear as we head through the course of the night it's going to be a fairly mild night to come underneath all the cloud temperatures down to around six or seven degrees and then tomorrow some uh, good spells of brightness and sunshine also one or two sharp showers again quite heavy in places. the odd rumble or two of thunder a little bit of hail at times as well but a nice dry day on Wednesday and then turning wet and windy but fairly mild compared to last week by the time we get to Thursday. That's the forecast, Ian.
7: Every week, Three Counties Sport brings you live commentary on your local team. This week, we'll bring you three more games tomorrow night. What a goal! The break from Watford! We'll be with Watford as they travel to Yeovil. MK Dons when they host Preston.
2: 2-0, Ben Reeves! 5 minutes. Of the second half play And we follow Stevenage to Leighton Orient
7: Stevenage still trying to get it in And they do eventually Tomorrow night from 7 here on BBC Three Counties Radio
8: A winter's day In a deep and dark December My window to the streets below on a freshly fallen silent shroud of snow. I- Friendship, friendship, causes pain
20: It's laughter and it's loving, I disdain I am a rock I am an island
8: Don't talk of love Things that I've died, if I never loved, I never would have
20: Pain, and an island never
1: cries <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Booyado, 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 booyado. Paul Scoins has bailed out on us
4: Well, he, he doesn't really take criticism very lightly, does he?
1: Criticism or, let's be honest, bullying in the workplace? <laughs> it
18: wasn't me, it was Kelly Betts
1: Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't me, it was Kelly Betts Soz There we go, he's, he's stood next to you now
18: Can I just say what just happened? Paul Scoins is making coffee.
1: Oh, the bullying in the workplace continues. Yes.
18: And he just read the back of the coffee pot to see what what to do. One heaped teaspoon. Put that in the mug.
1: Has he just made himself a cup of He's coffee? He's made
18: a selfish cup of coffee. He's
13: made a selfish cup of coffee. Have you yep. made Paul? Have you just made yourself a selfish cup of coffee? I have just made. I've just bought the kettle. That's all an I've done. S
18: C O C. You made an S C O C. I can't believe it.
13: That is so selfish
1: of I you. Mean, well, yeah, live with it. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll live with it. Gosh, life is hard sometimes. Life is hard on the boulevard. Hey, Anything else in the newspaper? The
4: shop that when I was a kid I used to call Wismiths,
1: Oh, yeah.
4: Um, Has axed honesty boxes because shoppers, guess what? They're
1: not honest enough.
4: Aren't honest. It was meant to cut cues, help speed up shopping and show faith in people's integrity. You know, like sometimes people sell carrots or logs or plants outside their um, back gardens, gates, and they'll say, put what you think. Oh, yeah. Doesn't work for Wismiths. Um, This backfired. They've been forced to consider scrapping the scheme as they say shoppers can no longer be trusted to hand over the right amount of money. Oh
1: dear, I, 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 um, the, the, the thing is, I don't understand how those uh self service checkouts work mm-hmm. because that's that's kind of an honesty thing, isn't it? But
4: it weighs what you put through,
1: yeah. But what you do is you hold the uh, no,
4: what one would do if one was a teeth, yes,
1: is you hold the uh, froze, don't bite your nails, you Not,
4: hold, well, I am I'm pondering.
1: You hold the uh, ready meal lasagna you've got. Oh. You pretend to scan it so the person... I've just scanned this. You hold it, you hold it, and as you pick up your bag, you slip it in, you (gasps) walk out, boom, shaka-laka-laka. And there's there's been an increase in these crimes. I was reading in the papers last week, there has been an increase in the crimes uh, at the self-service checkouts.
4: Well... I hope they can live with themselves. Well, I I hope they can. It's
1: our scum. Scum.
4: Here's another one. French chef has banned cameras from his restaurant after becoming annoyed by diners constantly taking pictures of their meals. Alexandre Gautier, who's 34 and runs Le Grenouillerie Restaurant in La Madeleine-sur-Montreuil oh. in northern France...
1: Is that working for anybody else? ...said
4: customers often appeared more interested in photographing their food than eating it. Ain't that just a sign of the times?
1: Yeah. And if
4: you're going to make it attractive, you should be glad that people want to document it, surely?
1: I went to a well swanky, um, I said a very, very expensive hotel on Saturday night. Very expensive. Very expensive. Uh, and then I realised the reason it was part of the reason it was so expensive because it was Valentine's. I yeah. thought, oh, I should have booked it for a week Sucker. later. What a muppet. Got sucked into that. And we had the the most delicious fat-inducing meal I've ever had in my life. It was a huge... The starters was were it huge. Big? Yeah. Well, the, main, the starters were huge. The main was, wasn't so big. But the starters were
4: huge. Normally, the more expensive the restaurant, the mm-hmm. tinier the plate. I know,
1: I know but it was... Oh, it was oh. Oh, what did you have, then? Um, I had... What did I have for starter? For the main, I had, like, a, a, a country vegetable tart. Oh. It was very sweet. And for the starter, what did I... Uh, uh, um, I've
4: got no recollection. Garlic was- mushrooms? No, what a waste of money. Cron cocktail? No, it was it wasn't like it's not, that's not dining out. It wasn't. It? it wasn't
1: 1978. We went to
4: all right. Uh, chicken skewers. Yeah, that was
1: it. <laughs> No, I'm sorry, we all we all just looked and went, what on earth is this George, rubbish? Michael,
4: what's happened? No,
1: no, I, 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 I'm sorry, we're not having that. I'm going to put this in instead. This is the first thing that springs to mind. If you want to do a song, George, this is how you do a song, right? That was awful, the other thing.
21: Sitting on the dock of the bay, wasting time I left my home in Georgia, headed for the Frisco Bay Cause I've had nothing to live for, and look like nothing's gonna come out I'm just gonna sit on a dock of the bay, watching the tide roll away. I'm sitting on a dock bay, wasting time. Look like nothing's gonna change. Everything still remains the same. I'm sitting on a knuckle waged wasting time.
1: I'm just blasting my hard drive or my disk drive with some comp- compressed air. I really am. Rock and roll kids. I should sort it out. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel with Alice.
6: Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
11: BBC Three Counties Radio. The M11 southbound is closed between Junction 10 for Duxford and 8 for British Bishop-Stortford after an accident. Queues on the approach there. Also the M25 anti-clockwise. There are queues after an accident at Junction 23 for the A1M, but all lanes have now reopened. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice at BBC Three Counties Radio.
1: Thank you, Alice. I've blasted my nozzle off now. Ah, there it is. Beautiful. Right, lots coming up. tun tan, tun Let's get the news and sport with Serena. Yes.
5: Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks.
6: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: residents preempt sinkhole even before it happens, four men in court over Kempston murder and 12 years a slave taste success. BBC Three Counties Radio. There was already subsidence in the weeks leading up to the forming of a sinkhole in Hemel Hempstead. That from the people who were forced to leave their homes due to safety regions in the Oatridge Gardens area on Saturday morning. Nearby roads were also caused, causing traffic chaos.
9: Carla Runtz and her family had to leave their house. Last night when I came home, I noticed that my flooring in my house had started to move and it felt really bouncy and it's not been like that before. And yeah, and then I woke up to that this morning.
0: Stay listening as we'll be hearing more there on this story coming up straight after this bulletin here with Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. In other news, four teenagers will go on trial today charged with the murder of a man in Kempston. 65-year-old Sharif Demersay was stabbed to death at his home last year. Carol Abercrombie has the details. 19-year-old Courtney Glynn from Kempston, along
22: with two 17-year-old boys and a 15-year-old, have all pleaded not guilty to murder. The three younger defendants can't be named because of their ages. Sharif de Mersey, a grandfather who lived at Vineyard Way in Kempston, was fatally stabbed on the evening of May the 14th last year.
0: Free meals for school children in Luton during half-term as the school kitchens are closed. St John's Church in Farley Hill wants to help families who are struggling to find money for extra meals during the holidays. Rachel Warwick is the director of the Make Lunch Scheme.
19: It's a small organisation but encourages community groups to get together in school holidays to provide meals for children that would have free school meals in term time. So it continues that provision
4: when schools are closed.
0: Scotland's First Minister Alex Salmond will today fight back against claims that an independent Scotland wouldn't be able to use the pound. His speech to business leaders will be used to deconstruct arguments put forward last week by the Chancellor. Now scientists have developed a new generation of intelligent robots which are modelled on the movement and behaviour of animals. Researchers at the American Association for the Advancement of Science say robots of the future will be more like small animals rather than the humanoids portrayed in science fiction. And of course it was the BAFTAs last night and the Best picture Award went to 12 Years a Slave, the harrowing true story of a man sold into slavery. Collecting the award, the film's director Steve McQueen says slavery wasn't always about the past though.
2: There are 21 million people in slavery as we sit here. 21 million people. I just hope that 150 years from now, our ambivalence will not allow another filmmaker to make this film.
0: He was tapping a table there, that wasn't me. And sport now, Luton Town extended their unbeaten run to 22 games after thumping Hereford in 7-0. They move nine points clear at the top of the conference. Weather then, it's been misty, but that will then dry off to leave a pretty clear day. Temperatures nine degrees Celsius. Get the latest news of sports online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties.
1: Thank you, Serena. Morning. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's Tuesday. It's the 17th of February. It's cold and horrible and miserable outside. Lots to talk about this morning. As always keen to get your thoughts on on the things we're talking about. You can also just call in and, you know, have a chat and stuff, innit? Let's give you some of the things we're talking about uh, today sinkholes, floods, and allegations of electoral fraud. And Simon Cowell has named his son Eric. Can we find any Erics living in beds, hearts, and bucks this morning? I'd be very surprised if there were any under the age of 68. We talked about old people's names last week, but they don't come much older than Eric. If you want to take part in the show? Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text, 81333, start your text 3CR, or give me a phone call,
6: 08459 455 555.
5: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
6: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
1: Can we find any Erics In uh, in the three counties? Beds, hearts and bucks. And can we find any Erics under the age of 68? It's an old man's name. Front page of The Sum. Pop's Idol. Mm-hmm. First pics, Sigh tells of pride. Proud dad, Simon Cow, clutch- clutches son Eric in a touching first picture of his baby. The Music Boss, 54, also posted a photo of lover Lauren Silverman, 36, with Eric two days after giving birth. Simon said, I never knew how much love I would feel. Eric, though, I mean, it's... It, it's a terribly old-fashioned name, isn't it? Would you really give your son the name? It's in tribute to Time of Cow's deceased dad, so that's kind of nice. But if it's a stinky name, put it in the middle. Give it as a middle name. My dad's name was Malcolm. I'm not going to call any of my kids Malcolm. Blimey, a terrible name. Terrible name. 08459 four double five five double five. Can we find anybody in Beds Hearts and Bucks who has the name Eric? And can we find anybody under the age of 68 who has the name Eric? Now, we've had another weekend of wild weather with strong winds and heavy rain on Friday and Saturday doing their best to keep us indoors. Staying at home was not an option for residents of Hemel Hempstead's Oak Ridge Gardens, though, when a sinkhole 35 feet wide and 25 feet deep opened on Saturday morning, forcing them to evacuate our reporter, Justin Dealey, has been at the scene.
7: So, Graham, we're, we're standing, what, about 20 yards away from this sinkhole. The is still cordoned off. There's a police presence here. When are the residents likely to be able to, to return to their homes? Well, my
3: understanding is that some of the residents in the street already have returned to their homes. Um, as for the ones who are immediately affected, that will depend on the ground experts which are due on site today. Um naturally, we can't let anyone return to their homes until it's uh, until we know how safe it is so we're we talking days we're we talking weeks I honestly don't know it'll be down to the' uh, it'll be down to the ground engineers
7: today. I arrived here on Saturday just after midday. You were here from from quite early on Saturday morning, a scene of of absolute chaos, really. Uh, It was, um, obviously, at the time.
3: um, The main priority we had on Saturday was the gas. Uh, There was the very severe risk there. Um, We had to get that uh, sorted out first. Um, Once that was done, other procedures could be put in place. And that house clearly isn't straight, is it? Not anymore, no, Mm. no. Um, obviously the, the hole has opened up. I've been here a number of times over the last sort of two days um, and every time I've come it's a little bit further over than it was the last time I looked. It's a miracle, an absolute miracle, that nobody was killed here. That is that is a major thing, isn't it? Um, we're all very thankful that the fam- fortunately all the families have been able to get out safely. No one has been hurt. Um, obviously, I imagine it was a very rude awakening for the families involved, and uh, we're very desperately sorry for them. Where are those families right now, do you know? Uh, are, they've all been put up in temporary accommodation, some of them in uh, hotels, some of them with
7: friends and family. Um, and as I said, some of them have also returned by now as well. Now, I've been talking to residents. They say to me they've been ex- experiencing problems here with subsidence and even last week surveyors were here looking at these properties. Can you confirm that for us? From what I've seen
3: or what I've spoken to residents that there were surveyors on site uh, last week. I know that a number of residents have contacted the Housing Association a number of times over the past few weeks Um, but uh, as for what was said last week I I honestly don't know. But again you can confirm that surveyors were here only
7: last week looking at these properties following complaints? That's what the residents have told me Yeah. Mm. So From your point of view, from a council's point of view, you're happy with the way that residents are being treated, they're in temporary accommodation, and hopefully you can get them back into their homes here as quickly as possible.
3: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think the council response was uh, immediate. Um, we've done everything we can to help the residents. We've made sure that every single person has somewhere to go. Um, we will continue uh, with the Housing Association's help to make sure every single resident has somewhere to go. Um, unfortunately, some of the residents will not be able to return to their homes anytime soon because it is not safe, but uh, a number of residents have returned and we'll support any residents who do choose to return that can do safely.
1: Well, Meanwhile, on one estate in Aylesbury, yesterday's break in the weather allowed people back into their homes to start clearing flood damage. Lindsay Hancock was forced out of her home on the Willows' estate ten days ago. We can catch up with her now. Morning, Lindsay. Hello. Uh, Lindsay, if I, if I got this right, this was flooded drains, wasn't it, rather than a burst river?
23: Yeah, yeah. It was the drains and the brook that runs behind the the estate.
1: And um, um, How bad did your house get?
23: Um, the water was um, to the front and the back door. Um... And then it started coming up from, from underneath the floor and mm. it came up to about the skirting boards, which, you know, it's not as bad as, you know, some other people have had it, but it's enough to do, I think it's been estimated about 20,000 oh pounds worth of damage.
1: goodness gracious me. Incredible. <laughs> so it's,
23: it's everything downstairs that was touching the floor, all of the flooring, the furniture, um, everything, really, that we couldn't move upstairs.
1: What sort of state is your house in now, Lindsay?
23: Um, the water's gone, thankfully. Um, it's just caked in mud. It smells damp. It's, you know, all of the walls have soaked up water. It's not pleasant at all, really.
1: It um, must be heartbreaking to see your house in that condition.
23: It's really sad. You know, we went home yesterday and we we're, were driving over there like, oh, it's lovely and sunny, what a nice day. And then you walk into your house and it's just muddy and smelly and, you know, nothing's going on.
1: Any idea how long it's going to take to to clean it all up? No,
23: we're still waiting for the insurers to get back to us and give us the go-ahead to to start work. Um, but it could take up to three weeks to get the you know the subflooring dry, and then we're going to have to put everything back in and redecorate. And you know, it could be it could be months.
1: How have the insurers been? Are they being helpful?
23: No. Oh. No word.
1: <laughs> Why not? What, what's what's going wrong?
23: Obviously, due to the volume of of calls they're getting, we you know we had um someone come out on the Monday and we thought, "Fab, you know, that's really quick, they're going to get things sorted, um, and since then we've just been told you've got to wait, we've got to wait for the underwriters. They haven't told us yes." and we can't do anything until they've said yes. Oh, I'd, so. be, on, I'd,
1: be, I'd be on the phone every hour, saying, any <laughs> we're, progress?
23: We're phoning every day, and, I bet. you know, they're getting more and more irate, and it's like, but this is our house. Hang
1: on, they're getting irate with yeah. you?
23: Yeah, we've told you, we'll phone you back. Oh. Okay, but we are homeless, and you don't seem to be doing anything.
1: Oh, Lindsay, no, don't, don't. how dare they get irate with you, for goodness <laughs> sakes? They should be acting on that immediately. Know, you don't don't really you let them cool. my suggestion is you call them every single day a couple of times a day if you need to just to remind yeah. them that you're struggling we're, we're still homeless where are you staying at the moment then
23: we're staying with my parents um you know we're very lucky to have them locally but there are seven of us in, in a three-bedroom house now, so it's um it's have tempers have
1: tempers started to fray yet
23: <laughs> a, l- a little bit. Yeah. You should have tidied this up, you didn't tidy that up, oh, you
1: didn't
23: no. wash
1: that up. <laughs> what what a when i write my, my when I used to go and stay with my mum, I would always revert back to being about fourteen, fifteen. What age do you find yourself reverting back to?
23: <laughs> I'm the parent now. Oh
1: <laughs> really?
23: <laughs> my my husband is reverting
1: back
23: to oh, sitting there saying, Oh yes, I'd like a cup of tea. Oh gosh. Okay, you know where the kitchen is. <laughs>
1: oh dear. Well, Lindsay, listen, I'm glad you're able to to laugh through all this and I I wish you the very best of luck. And You you keep on the back of those uh, insurers.
23: We will, thank
1: you. Lindsay, we'll speak to you soon. Thank you very much indeed. Lindsay Hancock, forced out of our home on the Willows' estate ten days ago. How have you been affected by the flood? Some of these stories are incredible. And and she's saying that the water went up to the skirting board. It was not as bad as some places. And we have seen photos, haven't we, of people up to their knees, up to their waists in water in their homes, but still... Imagine the water going up to your skirting board. That's enough to ruin That's enough to ruin the house. That's the carpet. That's the wall soaked. That's the furniture ruined. Awful situation. 08459 455 555. And also, if you uh, have seen this sinkhole in uh, Oatridge Gardens in Hemel Hempstead, do give us a call. Uh, we've seen pictures of it. It's, it's just incredible what's going on. Just incredible. 08459 455 555. <laughs>
5: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
6: This is Ian Lee.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio. Shall we have a look at some of the front
1: pages? We're all rather disappointed here at BBC Three Counties Radio that Matt doesn't seem to be on the front page of the Daily Telegraph this morning. I, I, do hope, I do hope he's all right, and he's not injured his drawing fingers or snapped his pencils or anything. Maybe
4: he's having a well-deserved break.
1: Well, it must be hard work coming up with stuff that hilarious every single day. Exactly. Trust me, it's tough work.
18: We could go and get some of last week's and relive those. We could or do I could that. could do some. You can do oh, a, Pat, yeah, yeah, like, let like Kath will do something. I tell you
1: what, what we'll do. Kath can do a, a, a comedy cartoon, a la mat.
18: Yeah. And we'll
1: put a we'll take a picture of it and put it on the Facebook page.
18: Brilliant
1: idea. Okay, so don't make it rude, Kath.
18: Oh, it looks drawing rude. a hole. Oh.
1: I said don't make it rude. No, don't. Let's see. We'll, we'll, we'll see where that goes. We'll, we'll speak to her a little bit later and find out what she's uh, what she's drawn, and we'll put it on the Facebook page, the front page of the telegraph, Sans Matt avec Blanchette. Kate Blanchett there. She's too thin. Eat something, my love. Uh, NHS admits database could pose privacy risk. Oh, patient confidentiality could be undermined by the new medical records database. The NHS's own risk analysis has warned. The controversial database could be vulnerable to hackers. Oh, in that case, I'll opt out, please. Um, rule of Italian mama is threat to modern marriage, says Cardinal. And ministers told stop wasting a budget. Let's do one more. Independent, there's a lady. On a red carpet and flood, now there's a wildlife disaster too. As residents continue to suffer, the environmental devastation is revealed. The full scale of the damage being wreaked upon wildlife and ecosystems by flooding can be revealed today. Basically,
6: it's bad news. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
11: The M11 southbound closed between junction 10 for Duxford and 8 for Bishop Stortford after an accident and that's expected to be closed until about 9 this morning. The M25, anti-clockwise. there are queues after an accident, at junction 23 for the A1M, and congestions going back to junction 25 for Enfield at the moment. On the speed sensors, the M1 southbound, heavy between 11 for Dunstable Road and 9 for Redbourne. On public transport, First Capital Connect are running a severely reduced half-hourly service. That's affecting trains via Bedford. That's after problems with flooding. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much.
1: Thanks it's Monday the 17th of February, I'm Ian Lee These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio People who were forced to leave their homes because of a sudden sinkhole in Hemel Hempstead say there were already cracks in the ground weeks before it happened The Prime Minister's been giving details of a £10 million package to help businesses affected by the recent flooding And in sport, Luton Town thrashed Hereford 7-0 at the weekend making that 22 games unbeaten
5: BBC Three Counties Radio we
2: Got a problem with a company, a council, or an organisation? Get this roofing company round, see if they can fix the problem, and I'll pay the bill. He said, Yeah, I did say that. The JVS show fights for your rights. This conversation went round and round and round. And tackles your consumer problems. So, Roy, the question is Has he paid the bill?
21: Yes, auntie. he was standing there and he handed me an envelope. So I just opened the envelope and I looked inside of it. Here's a check for £120, and that's
5: it. If you need our help, email JVS. Jd- JVS show at bbc.co.uk.
2: Are you happy? Yes, I'm quite happy. I will give him my fanfare, my horn, and any other problems, Roy, you know where I am. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine, BBC Three
5: Counties Radio.
1: She really is a human dynamo. Uh, we asked, uh, Matt is not on the front page of the uh, the Telegraph today. Matt, of course, is the hilarious cartoonist who really manages to sum up The zeitgeist in uh, just one little caption, one little comedy cartoon. Catherine has been put on the spot.
4: No, Matt. How about cat? Cat double T.
1: Cat double T. You've done one. Let's let's uh, let's get it on the Facebook page, and then we'll describe it shortly after.
4: I quite enjoyed it.
1: And you've done a cracking job.
4: I could do it every day, like he does. Yeah. Okay. I think I could rise to that challenge. Okay. The challenge is on. If the the demand's out there, of
1: course. No. Well, let's let's see. We'll put it on the Facebook page, and uh, we'll see what uh, what people think about it. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. Give us a couple of minutes and we'll sort that out. Now, the police investigation into allegations of electoral fraud involving the Labour Party in Luton South is understood to get underway this week. The allegations relate to the 2011 local elections in Luton, but the police uh, uh, may still continue to investigate. Trevor Holden is the chief executive of Luton Borough Council and joins me now. Morning, Trevor.
15: Ian, good morning, how are
1: you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. There have been reports of postal f- uh, vote fraud in the past. Are you satisfied proper procedures are now in place?
15: Yeah, Ian, proper procedures are, are, are in place and have always been in place. Elections are run on terms and conditions dictated by the Electoral Commission, so they're national terms and conditions and processes, so they're not local.
1: Uh, so they've always been in place, but the, yet there are allegations of, of postal vote fraud?
15: Yeah and it's a national issue actually. The electoral commission did some work which they published in January on this um, this very issue designed to pre- pre- prevent it from happening. Right. Um so sorry,
1: But it's lost... but this, that's not working, is it?
15: Um I don't think that's what we've got. We've got an allegation, haven't we? Then there's an investigation which would be wrong of me to um comment on a particular investigation, but this this is something that comes up nationally and um Measures are in place to prevent it from happening. Is
1: the council going to carry out its own internal investigation?
15: Um, Electoral fraud is something that has to be referred to the police. Right. So in terms of process, we're absolutely bang on the money in terms of process.
1: Okay. Will the council carry out its own internal investigation, do you think?
15: there There isn't an area for us to investigate. Our processes and procedures are, as per the national terms and conditions, where there are complaints, it's not something we can investigate because electoral fraud is a criminal offence and has to be passed to the police.
1: OK. So there are no plans for the council to carry out its own internal investigation at all, just to clarify.
15: Yeah. Yeah, as I said, the, the rules and the regulations are all conducted nationally and there isn't, there isn't scope for us to do an investigation. Electoral fraud is something that has to be passed to the police. What is the postal
1: voting process?
15: Mm. I'm glad you asked that. It's... Um, <clears throat> If you want to apply for a postal vote, you have to be on the electoral register in the first place. You send in your application, which is cross-cast against the electoral register. And then when you, you have to provide your date of birth, your signature, et cetera, et cetera, when you cast your vote or when your pack is returned with your vote in, all of those things are cross-cast. And if it's wrong, then that vote is rejected, so it can't get into the system
1: So you're saying the system is foolproof and there is no way for postal fraud to take place?
15: No, the area where the system isn't foolproof and the area where the Electoral Commission are trying to tighten things down, there's a thing going on at the moment called individual electoral registration. And what that means is, rather than a household apply for a vote, every individual does, and that gets cross-cast another check against the um, Department for Works and Pensions data. So, again, another check to make sure you can't get on the register when you shouldn't do. So the system is closed when someone submits a vote. But the area that's questioned nationally is people's ability. What happens to that vote when it's sent out? So your, your ballot paper will get sent out to you. There's no control in the system over what you do with that, whether you give that to someone else, whether you are coerced, or whether you just send it back Well, that's the thing, you can't tell that, who's
1: filling the... That's f- f- the bit you can't control. You can't tell who's filling the forms out, can you?
15: No, exactly, and that's the bit that is... is under national guidance currently, someone else can return that for you, and what the Electoral Commission are trying to do, and we as returning officers have lobbied nationally to get changed, is the fact that no-one else should be allowed to handle that for you. At the moment, the guidance says you should return it yourself, but really we want that enshrined in law. But even if it was, it would be really, really difficult to enforce, which is, which is where the f- flaw in postal voting is.
1: Because in theory, it could, could be the same fella doing 50, 100 votes himself, couldn't it?
15: Well, they wouldn't get them because they're sent to the address on the electoral register, but the area where postal votes have less control, or, or where, as a returning officer, I don't know what happens to mm. them, is when you receive it, what you do with it, what you do with your postal vote before you return it to me, I've got no control over that bit of the system. But again, the Electoral Commission work says, well, OK, we'll restrict it, because currently it's around 15% of votes um, are cast in a by postal vote. And
1: a postal vote is a great system for, for elderly people, disabled people, those people who can't necessarily get to to a polling booth, isn't it?
15: Mm. and it used to be before about 2001 it used to be you had to have you had to have a reason to apply for a postal vote so you were infirm or say you were a member of the armed forces serving away. but then the rules changed and the rules changed to make it accessible for people who actually you could apply for a postal vote which is where we're at now and again the report that came out in january from the electoral commission said the level of risk commensurate with the access to people being able to vote is they don't really want to close that back down to how it used to be before 2001.
1: Mm. We've heard that the returning officers saw the same pen mark over and over again.
15: Uh, Well, I'm the returning officer. And what happens, let let me explain the process. When your your postal vote comes in... Did you
1: see the same pen mark over and over again?
15: No, no. I'm the returning officer, and I can tell you that's factually not correct. Um, And what happens, actually, it's not... Nobody sits and manually checks every postal vote. That certificate you put in with your date of birth and your signature and everything is scanned in the electronic system, and you have to return another certificate with your postal vote. That's scanned into the electronic system and checked. And again, it's a national system. And it throws out, you'd be surprised, some of the ones that get rejected are where people have got the wrong date of birth on, commensurate with the one that they put in in the first place, or the signature looks different and they're all adjudicated. The ones that the system kicks out, they're all adjudicated.
1: Trevor, does this investigation worry you at all?
15: No. No, not at all. What's really, really important is that we make sure there's confidence in the electoral system. So actually, if there's any question of doubt, it's really right and proper that it's passed to the police for a formal criminal police investigation so that you and I can have confidence in the system that it's not being corrupted, because it's really, really important that we get people elected in a fair and open process. But if
1: there is an investigation, and it would imply to some people that maybe there is a problem and perhaps it's not the most trustworthy of systems.
15: Well, again, I go back to the kind of the national report that was published in January. There are concerns about, actually, a minority of people trying to abuse the system. Mm. Individual electoral registration is designed to close that down, and we're going through that process at the moment. And again, I can really absolutely show you, I invite you to come and have a look, we'll show you the system that makes sure that once the vote comes in, that it's correct with the person that applied for the postal vote. The area where there's a lack of control, as we've discussed, is when you get your vote, what you do with it.
1: Trevor, thank you very much uh, for your time Uh, and we will take you up on that offer. I think myself and Paul Scorings may well pop down at some point, Trevor. So thank you very much uh, for that. Trevor Holden, Chief Executive of Luton Borough Council. Uh, Bedfordshire Police have issued the following statement. Beds Police officers have met with a Labour Party representative at Luton Police Station to discuss allegations relating to electoral fraud. The allegations are historical matters relating to postal voting. Officers will now investigate this matter to see if there are any offences.
5: Call 08459
1: 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Right, let's go to Kevin in Luton. Morning, Kevin. Morning, Ian. Kevin, what's going on? Uh, well, First Capital Connect, not very much. Oh, well, what's wrong with First Capital Connect? Well, because it's flooded in
10: Brighton... Yes. ...they've basically shut most of the network down. Oh, no trains to Sutton, trains to Seven Oaks, And I asked them, and they said, oh, the train managers must
1: have done it. Oh. So, so where are you? You're at Luton Station. Is that right? Kevin? Kevin? He just kind of faded away then, didn't he? Kevin? Yes. You're back. You keep fading away. You're at Luton Station, are you trying to get to London? No, I'm on a train now, I'm trying to get to London. Oh, and, and is the train moving at all? It's... Okay, listen, the line's awful. Catherine, can we get First Capital Connect on the phone?
4: Yeah, let's give him a call.
1: Let's give him a call. Let's find out what on earth is going on. Kevin, we'll let you go. Thank you very much Kevin for that. Kevin
4: told me earlier that that one, the 7.15 that he's just caught from Luton, is the only one that's running according to time, according to his uh, National Train Rail app.
1: Oh, <laughs> he's got the app? You said, yeah. well, oh, there you go. Well, let's get First Capital Connect let's on, get him on and find out exactly what's going on, shall we? If you've been affected um, by uh, trains or if you're waiting for a train at the moment or you've. Uh, You've managed to get on one? then. Uh, do, hey, th- th- he's, he's the irritating person on, on a train with a phone in that case, isn't he? He's the person who, who's shouting into a phone. And
4: you just got him to say, no, no, I'm on a train.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> no! I've contributed to people's misery in the mornings yet again. It's my, my daily duty and I'd like to think I do it very, very well. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. if uh, you can give us any more information on what's happening with the trains out there. We will try and get First Capital Connect on the show before nine o'clock to uh, get the latest. Facebook.com forward slash... Is the cartoon up on uh, on Facebook now?
18: Yes, it is. OK,
1: you can go to Facebook.com. And
18: Twitter.
1: Oh, the internet, yes. Oh. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Oh.
4: Can I just point out that the weak joke was purposefully done? A um, la Matt. Yeah.
1: In the style of Matt. It's
4: an ironic joke. I
1: think it's funny. Good. I think it's really funny.
4: I'm thinking I could do it every day.
1: Let's see what happens. I might
4: buy a special pen. Let Let's me know. Do I need to buy a pen? Just get an HB. You reckon? Yeah. I was thinking more one of those, like, watercolour pens. Uh, That's a bit when,
1: when Matt comes back, what we'll do is we'll, you can have a, a cartoon off. We'll see, we'll see who's the best. Yeah. And okay. then if, if you win, we'll start sending yours into the Telegraph. And if they won't accept it, we'll just stick it on the front. for our own personal use how's about that facebook.com forward slash bbc3cr
6: travel news for beds cards and bugs
5: bbc three counties radio
11: The M40 southbound is blocked at the Oxford services just after Junction 8A. All all traffic is being held there after an accident. The M11 southbound closed between Junction 10 for Duxford and 8 for Bishop-Stortford after an accident and expected to be closed for most of the morning. The M25 anti-clockwise queuing after an accident at Junction 23 for the A1M. There are also queues between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. On public transport, First Capital Connect have a severely reduced half-hourly service on trains via Bedford because of problems with flooding. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio.
6: Across beds, hearts and bugs.
5: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: Lines, I'm Serena Farrow. There was already subsidence in the weeks leading up to the forming of a sinkhole in Hemel Hempstead, that from the people who were forced to leave their homes in Oatridge Gardens area for safety reasons. Four teenagers will go on trial today, charged with the murder of a man in Kempston. Meanwhile, the police investigations have we just been hearing into allegations of electoral fraud involving the Labour Party in Luton South, is understood to get underway this week. Bedfordshire Police said the allegations are historical matters relating to postal voting and Scotland's first minister will today fight back all against claims that an independent Scotland wouldn't be able to use the pound that's the news now let's turn to the sport
6: three Counties sports
0: BBC
5: three counties
0: radio Luton Town extended their unbeaten league run to 22 games as they moved nine points clear at the top of the conference after thumping Hereford 7-0. Hatter's boss John still isn't worrying just yet about winning the title though.
15: Let's get to the end of the season before I worry about (laughs) that. About other people, you you know, the job's done when the job's done, so let's get the job done.
0: Let's move on to the FA Cup and Arsenal beat Liverpool 2-1 at the Emirates to reach the quarter-finals although the Liverpool manager Brendan Rodgers says his side were denied a blatant penalty.
2: Here, Suarez, kills it into the wall. Controls it again. All-strong challenge on Suarez by Oxlade-Tremont. Howard Webb was right there and this time he doesn't give the penalty. Wow, wow. I mean, my
24: first sentence is I think, well, wow, it's a penalty.
0: Now, they'll face a last eight clash with Everton, who saw Swansea 3-1 yesterday afternoon. Meanwhile, cup holders Wigan have been drawn away at Manchester City in a repeat of last season's Wembley finally. Final, the British half-pipe skier Rowan Cheshire was knocked unconscious during training yesterday at the Winter Olympics. The 18-year-old fell heavily on her face. Staying in Sochi, Britain's curlers have round-robin matches today as they look to secure semi-final places. And Dean and John Baines finished the day in 23rd place for GB in the two-man bobsleigh. BBC Three Counties
5: Radio, more from me at eight. Across beds, hearts and bucks.
6: This is Ian Lee.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
1: Ah, it's that kind of uh, time of the show when we uh, like to get a good old whinge from Peter and Warmer Green. Morning, Peter. Good morning. Peter, what would you like to have a moan about today? I'm not moaning. Uh, what? What
25: I want to do is compliment two of their highest ministers, religious ministers. One Good. Justin Welby. Yes. Chavy. Chir- yes. And Vincent Nichols, Catholic. What what have they done to, to warrant They're this praise? Really, really stood up for the needy. They're not walked by on the other side like lots of people do. And I want to really compliment them on doing this because Remind it's very rare.
1: Remind us what they've said, Peter, and what they've done.
25: Well, they both stood up and said uh, it's a catastrophe for lots of people in our society. The what has been happening to the poor.
1: What, in what respect? They're talking about the bedroom tax, weren't they? Is one of all, the things. yeah, but
25: all sorts of things as well. Apart from that, so if you're, if you're, it's the first time I've noticed two senior figures in the churches yes. standing up and not passing by on the other side, which I think is brilliant.
1: Well, it's it's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting that they've stood up and said this, but then uh, 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 what practical help are they offering?
25: well they're all the churches are already offering a lot of practical help in in the food kitchens and things like that so because uh,
1: the, the the Church of England, as we know peter is is one of the wealthiest organizations in the world, isn't yeah. it so they could maybe sell a, you know a few art pieces, get a few million quid together, and um, go out and actually do something about it well, couldn't they
25: they could also sell some of their gold then. Well, but no, but I'm just we've saying we've got a great big heap of gold there, which we go and look at. We haven't got
1: that much gold anymore.
25: But, I don't, nonsense.
1: But 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 you're, you're praising the, the, the uh, those priests, those yeah. uh, religious figures for, yeah. for what they've said. But if I was a homeless person, or if I was struggling to pay the bedroom tax, or if I was in a position of need, I'd rather they sold off you know what? one of their golden chalices and gave me a few quid. Well, Do you see what I, I'm saying? I mean, They've got a lot of money, and it's all... that's,
25: a, that's a very short-term view, or bias for you, come to that. No, I'm just putting forward the point of view. It's, we can all walk the walk. No, well, hang, well, on. The hang on. we're the sixth richest nation in the, the world, talk. according to Mr Pickles. The yes. sixth richest, I, I thought we were seventh, but we're the sixth richest nation in the world.
1: Yes, we can all talk... I've remembered it now. We can all
25: talk the talk, but can we walk the walk... Well, and these... that's just that's that's just symbolic nonsense. You just said. Well, it's, really, it's no. Can't it's not. We talk the talk and walk the walk. Well, no, Peter. It's not. The She's church like... does oh, more God. does more for the poor and needy than most most people. As as one would hope, they're the church, but they can do. Uh, do we ever? Oh. You, you He said the... he
1: didn't want to have a win, He was. Do, you, we, you...
25: <laughs> do we? ever? Yes. Have a program. Yeah. To show. What has happened to the dumped families, for instance? Well, the, the Our I don't society. Know. What are the dumped families, Peter? I don't know what that the means. The dumped families are people who have been moved out of their areas and so-called dumped. The program, the program about it, not not about them. It was about the, the effects on people living in the areas, but. Yes. The, the 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 dump families are people have been moved out of areas where they lived all their life because yes. they now can't afford to live there.
1: Okay. And and uh, the, the the members of the church coming out and saying that's bad will have what effect? Well,
25: they didn't actually talk None. about that, but ah. they were talking about generally what happened. Ah. And what has happened to the peop- poor people? Right. But the thing is, Peter.
1: Again, you're not you're not listening. Talk the talk, walk the walk. Let me break that down. Maybe you don't know what that means.
25: I know exactly what
1: that means.
25: Well, do you know what it means in this
1: context? Yeah, I know
25: exactly. Could you what tell that me means. what it
1: means in this context? Well,
25: what you're saying is they talk about it, but they're not doing anything about it. Well, Correct. They are doing things Correct. about it, but they could they could do more. Pete, uh, Peter, uh, I remind you, we could all do more, Ian.
1: No, I know we could all do more, Peter. But you've brought up the fact that, that these two religious figures have said that people are struggling. Yeah, and yet they are they are working for organisations that have got millions of pounds in art, millions of pounds in property, million, probably billions of pounds. Yeah. So they could, they're in a position to actually do
25: something hugely significant. Well, they already do something hugely significant. They already do it. I mean, the, the amount of poor that goes to the church uh, is huge. And what does the church give them? The the church feeds them quite often, right? And they organise they organise people to uh, if you like, deliver food in the, that sort of the thing. The
1: problem I have, Peter, is is when members of uh, incredibly wealthy organisations like like like. Uh, uh, a business, Peter. You're talking about no. Oh, because you've not. Oh, let, you're not talking about because you've paper. not let me finish my sentence, Peter. <laughs> so you don't know where I'm going. <laughs> Would you like me to finish my sentence? Yes, yeah, go on then. The problem I have is when representatives of incredibly wealthy organisations start talking about how we should be doing more for the poor. Well,
25: who should start talking about it then? You tell me that. But the th- you, you, Peter, you, you, no, you sorry, you know don't change the subject. No,
1: I'm not changing the subject, Peter. Your your, your logic is, is is all over the shop this no, morning.
25: Who should talk about it? Then.
1: You've been on the night nurse or something, Peter. No, who should talk about it? The thing is, <laughs> I don't know what you're laughing for. Cause you won't <laughs> let me get a I'm point out. Let me get I'm a point out, Peter.
25: People won't face up to facts.
1: Okay, here's the thing, right? The church is really, really wealthy. It's so easy for them to talk about it. Why don't they just sell off a couple of their artworks and go and pay people's bedroom tax for for five years? Why don't they go and feed all these people? Why don't they go and home these these homeless people? It, they can they can talk as much as they want, but why don't they put their hands in their pocket a little bit more?
25: I think that, I think that's a total outrageous joke, really, what you're saying. You're saying that they're responsible for the policies of a government... No, I'm not,
1: Peter. ...that is making people poor. I'm not saying that at all. (laughs) When did I say that, mate? Well, you're literally saying it in effect. No, I'm literally saying it in effect. That doesn't even mean... I'm literally not saying it, literally or otherwise.
25: Well, I mean, if you just diminish the church... But by the sell selling off all their properties and whatever. I didn't say sell off all their properties. Well, you're telling them to diminish themselves then. Sell a couple of
1: artworks. Dip into your, ba- your bank funds. The church well, is really, well, really wealthy. This
25: country's got artworks no one But it's sees. not
1: this country that's, that's saying things about the poor. It's the church are saying something about the poor. That's well, why I'm suggesting they try and get sell some stuff are, and make some you money. Are
25: no one should stand up
1: for them then? Oh, I'm just saying if they're in a position of such wealth, it's easy, it's easy to stand up and say something, it's difficult to actually go out and
25: do something practical. But they're doing something practical already. They're doing something practical already.
1: They could do so much more Peter and you know it. Well, so could we all. But it's not all, its not we all that are saying the poor are in a terrible situation.
25: No, but as many of us think so.
1: <laughs> Peter, did you enjoy that?
25: Ah, uh, well, yeah, quite, quite it, so, but I didn't come on for a whinge. I wanted to praise the two well, uh, top I, people in the churches.
1: I thoroughly enjoyed that, Peter. Thank you for your being a good welcome. sport. Speak to you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Ta-ta. There we go. That's how you do it. That's what you need first thing on a Monday morning. A little bit of a Barney. That kind of wakes you up, doesn't it? That gets... Oh, I'm, I'm fired up now. Thank you, Peter. But I do have a problem with, uh, you know, and the church, of course the church does a lot of good stuff. Of course it does. It's worth billions, though. So to say, oh, we're we're neglecting the poor, and and, okay, well, why don't you go and, you know, dip into your pockets a little bit deeper? It's all right having coffee mornings and soup wagons, but why don't you go and um, buy a few houses for some homeless people and put them up? I'm being slightly simplistic here, but you get my point. Peter, excellent call, as always. In, In fact, one of your best, I would say. I'd put that in your top three phone calls to this station if you want to have your say on that. 08459 four double five five double five is the telephone number. Let's have a look at the rest of the newspapers, shall we? We only did a few. Uh, the Times. Hard-nosed drugs policy would write off elderly... What? Um, priority for patients who benefit economy. The elderly will be denied new drugs under hard-nosed plans by ministers that prioritise patients who contribute to the economy. The NHS Treatments Advisor is warned. That's kind of happening already, isn't it? Haven't we done this story before, that elderly patients are perhaps not getting the treatment they deserve because they're, well, you know, going to die soon, to put it bluntly. In a blunt rebuke to the government, the National Institute for Health and Care Excellent NICE- has rejected plans to take wider societal benefit into account when considering whether to pay for a drug. Sir Andrew Dillon, the head of NICE, said he was uncomfortable with a fair innings approach that would tilt funding away from the old because younger patients had more to gain from treatment and more to give back. Uh, the Daily Mail. 200 women troops sent home for being pregnant. Wow. There's one male soldier that must be exhausted. Exhausted. More than two hundred service women have been sent home from war zones after discovering they were pregnant. An astonishing ninety-nine were evacuated from Afghanistan, and a hundred and two from Iraq under rules that ban mothers-to-be from serving on the front line. Commanders ordered them to return to Britain, sometimes on flights reserved for injured troops. Disgusting. As soon as their condition became known. Incredibly, female soldiers are not forced to take a pregnancy test before deploying because top brass believe it will be an invasion of privacy. Incredible.
4: Wow. In fact, I've had to take a test before doing this programme this morning.
1: Yes, I know, and I'm sorry. I, I, I was just in a bad mood. <laughs> but but um, luckily... Everything's a okay.
4: The gene pool is safe. Incredibly,
1: female soldiers are not forced to take a pregnancy test. It's incredible.
18: Is that incredible?
1: But the Ministry of... I force you, Kelly Betts, to take a pregnancy test. Why
18: do you have to watch, though? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you're doing it properly But the Ministry of Defence has faced calls To introduce compulsory tests Because it's unacceptable That other, other surface personnel Are placed at risk of attack While evacuating pregnant women from the front line
4: Is the suggestion Albeit unspoken That women knowingly go to the front line Knowing they're pregnant Because that yeah. kind of goes against everything I know As a human being and a person the, with a brain
1: The male then goes on to give advice right, oh, there's, there's now advice from the male Pregnancy tests can be bought from high street chemists for less than £10 and can give a result as soon as seven days after conception. Oh, thanks, Daily Mail. Oh, right, OK, let's let... The the MOD is going to entirely change its policy because of that one paragraph telling us where we can buy them and how much they're going to cost.
23: Oh, dear.
1: Then then they've got a story. Then we have a story. Then there's an example. One-year-old Emmanuel has a unique British passport that gives his place of birth as Camp Bastion. His mother, Lance Bombardier Lynette Pierce, then twenty-eight, gave birth to him at the Afghanistan base in twenty twelve, becoming the only British servicewoman to have had a baby on the front line.
4: Did she not know she was pregnant?
1: Well, we get to that. She mustn't. And there's a detail here that I think is irrelevant. Fiji born Lance Bombardier Lynette ah, Pierce. So go. she's not she's not proper English. She ain't proper British. Fiji-born Lance Bombardier-Pierce above was unaware she was carrying a child while serving in Helmand. She was taken to Bastion's £10 million hospital, where doctors used to treating bullet wounds delivered £5, 8-ounce Emmanuel.
4: Nice change, i suggest. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Oh, death, death, death. De- Our oh, baby. Oh, that's nice. Steve's in Dunstable. Morning, Steve. Morning. What you got for
15: me? Why don't we, um, you know, for the flood victims and all that, down in Cornwall. Why don't we get the unemployed to go down and help? They're not doing a lot, are they? We're paying them money. What would, you like,
1: what would you like the unemployed to do, Steve? I don't know. Just dredge, dredge the rivers, which the government didn't do for 20 years. I would suggest that dredge... Would you know how to dredge a river, Steve?
25: Well, we can do anything, can't we? You turn your hand to
15: anything. Well, it, it's a
1: bit. very, very, very skilled process. So yeah, they, it,
15: they... it probably is, but I'm sure we can make... You know where I'm coming from. Let's make use of people that they're not doing a
1: lot. We could chop up the unemployed and instead of using sandbags, we could use their limbs. <laughs> we could, we could <laughs> shave their heads and put their hair into sandbags. Well, I was thinking we could probably stick them in a furnace and get free electricity for a year. Steve, thank you very much indeed. Never controversial. <laughs> Travel
6: news for beds, cards, and bugs.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
11: On the M40 southbound, there are three lanes closed by the Oxford services, so traffic is being filtered through along the hard shoulder there. Also the entry slip from junction 8A also closed after an accident. The M1 southbound stops start between Junction 12 for Flittick and 9 for Redbourne. And on the M11 southbound, one lane is open between Junction 10 for Duxford and 8 for Bishop-Stortford after an accident. On public transport, First Capital Connect have a severely reduced half-hourly service on trains via Bedford after a problem with flooding. Uh, tickets are being accepted on Southern, Southeastern and London Underground with replacement buses running. I'm Alice at BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice thank you very much 7.46,
1: 7.46, Monday the 17th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A councillor has confirmed surveyors did inspect the area in Hemel Hempstead less than a week before a sinkhole opened up there. Four teenagers will go on trial today charged with the murder of a Kempston man. And in sport, Arsenal beat Liverpool 2-1 to reach the FA Cup quarterfinals. They'll face Everton, who saw off Swansea last night. 08 459 455 555 is the phone number number let's get the weather now here's elizabeth
5: beds
19: hearts and bucks weather
6: bbc three counties radio
19: Hello, very good morning to you. We will see a few outbreaks of light patchy rain and drizzle at times this morning, but that's probably all the wet weather that we will see today. So just some very light rain. Uh, watch out for some mist and fog patches as well this morning. They're quite dense in places, so a bit of a hazard through this morning's rush hour. Many places will stay dry for much of the rest of the day. Just a little bit of drizzle at times and brightness into the afternoon. The southerly breeze will pick up as well as we head into the afternoon and top temperatures up to a fairly mild 8 or 9 degrees. 48 in Fahrenheit Now as we head into this evening's rush hour there's more rain coming in from the west Again it's going to tend to be quite light the odd heavier burst at times but nothing too significant not amounting to very much at all really. That's going to push its way eastwards through the course of the night Lows tonight of around 6 or 7 degrees so a fairly mild night to come underneath lots of thick cloud. And then tomorrow a day of sunny spells and some showers Some of the showers could turn out to be quite sharp in places perhaps the risk of some hail and some thunder too. But altogether a better a week of weather no storms in the forecast that's the forecast
10: on inside out for the east of england we meet the families who say inheriting retirement homes for the over 55s has cost them a fortune we investigate why thousands of people with hiv are going undiagnosed and untreated and we follow the building of the largest man-made nature reserve in europe inside out for the east of england with me david whiteley tonight seven thirty on bbc one
5: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
6: This is Ian Lee.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
6: Okay, uh, we've heard that there are
1: problems on First Capital Connect. We're going to get an update from them uh, soon. Uh, We'll get them on air as soon as we can. But you may remember a week ago, I spoke to Lynn Presence, who is the co-owner of Parents Paradise in Watford. Uh, It's kind of like a kiddie's play area, and it was flooded. It wasn't just flooded. I mean, the flooding was awful. There were some incredible pictures that we uh, posted on Facebook, where well, we've kept in touch with Lynn to find out what's going on. Lynn, remind us how bad things were and, and, and why you think your area in particular was flooded so badly.
26: Um, well, it was from the, it was a week ago last Friday that we knew that there was a lot of rain coming in, and we'd already been warned that the River Colne, which is down the foot of our, our car park, is prone to flooding, so uh, we'd already got some sandbags out to try and prepare for the fact that we may have a problem. But we weren't prepared for what we saw on Saturday morning when we came into work to see, basically, our building in the middle of a lake. I mean, it was quite the most incredible picture. As we went into the door of the building, having flipped open the letterbox first, vaguely hoping that maybe the water hadn't got inside the building, yeah. we walked in to find foot and a half to two foot of water everywhere just all through the building
1: and uh, we saw the pictures it really was incredible it must have been heartbreaking to see that
26: it was absolutely heartbreaking i mean we we started this business with inheritance money from our grandparents uh, which means that it's it, it is the same for us as people having that flooding in their home you know this is our business this is this is very personal to us and it was we did lots of crying i have to say yeah. we really did it was, it was soul-destroying, everything we've worked for.
1: I think you mentioned the figure that you might be uh, losing as much as £100,000.
26: Well, it, it basically, it, this six- to eight-week period that we're going to be closed equates to
1: about 20% of our turnover. Which it's half-term this week, isn't it?
26: Exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking to you now on the busiest week of our entire year, and we're closed. It, it's quite soul-destroying really. How has the
1: insurance company been? Because we're hearing mixed reports about insurance companies at the moment.
26: Well, I think it's been very difficult for them, and I understand that. There's a lot of people in the same position as us. However, it's taken them a week to come out. So we saw a loss adjuster on Saturday. Uh, But I have to say, and I don't know what others are doing, but for us, we have just got straight on with sorting the building out. I mean, the building is now an empty shell on the lower floor, Um, Because we have had staffing, volunteering, ripping up carpet tiles, sweeping water out, lifting furniture into skips. I mean, we have got on with it. Mm. We know that we can't afford to stay closed for for too long. We want to be open by the Easter holidays, basically, is what we want to happen. So in order for that to happen, we've had to really crack on with it this week. And I think that's what I would say to anyone is in a similar position don't sit there and wait for the loss adjuster to come take lots of pictures don't do anything you know if you're worried about throwing something out maybe keep it somewhere you know so that they can assess it but basically get on with it which is what we're doing we are getting on with it and the community has been brilliant
1: we've had customers turning up in their wellies have they really isn't that fantastic fantastic brilliant absolutely brilliant Are Um, are you worried this could happen again
26: Well, I did see a chap from the Environment Agency yesterday who was doing a walk-around who did say to me that he was hoping there would be various defences put in place, he thought. Mm. There was money going to be made available so that this wouldn't happen again. Because it's a notorious area for flooding, although not particularly up to our building in the past. um, So I hope that that will be the case. But, uh, to be honest, I'm not even going to wait for that. My plan is to be speaking to our landlord about getting some flood defence gates put up around the building uh, because I can't take the risk I couldn't cope with this happening again.
1: Lynn listen let's let's do a little plug what's the website what's the best way that people can find out about the centre?
26: Well we have got a website um, which is parentsparadise.eu but I think I would say to people look at the parents paradise facebook page because We've got local pictures on there. We're doing a, a daily update on what's going on in the centre. We're also going to launch next week. A little girl contacted us. Well, her mother did to say she was so upset by what was happening that she would like to create a picture and replicate it and sell it to raise money oh. for the rebuild costs. Bless her. So what we've said is, whilst we don't need the help with the refurb, what we do need help with is making sure people don't forget about us. Yep. So we're going to use her on Facebook and we're going to do create a wall of inspiration we're going to call it to get kids to do photograph pictures paint pictures so that we can have them on the wall ready for our launch so that's a big thing that we're going to launch next week just to try and keep us in the forefront of people's minds but yes
1: Facebook is best we're going to keep in touch with you Lynn we'll find out how things are going and um, we'll we'll, we'll certainly speak to you before but we'll we'll definitely uh, on the day of the big launch we'll get you back on okay fabulous Lynn best of luck thank you very much indeed Lynn presence there from the uh, parents paradise in Watford
5: Call 08459
1: 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. We've been hearing uh, this morning how the flooding is affecting trains. We've uh, had reports that trains are only running two an hour from Bedford to Brighton. Joined now by Johnny Holdscroft from First Capital Connect. Morning, Johnny. Good morning, Ian. So what's the latest? What's happening? I mean, the first thing I'd say
24: is I'm, I'm really sorry for all, all the uh, passengers uh, in the Three Counties area that are experiencing disruption this morning. Uh, basically, what's happened is that some, uh, some flooding uh, on, on the south end of the Thameslink line is causing problems across the whole line. So at the minute, we're talking about running two trains an hour uh, from Bedford down to Hassocks and two trains an hour from Bedford down to, uh, down to Blackfriars for services to Sutton.
1: So where exactly are the floods, then, that, that are affecting the trains? Uh, the,
24: the floods are uh, north of Brighton, um, near, at a place called Patcham Tunnel, uh, and, but unfortunately that has a knock-on effect across can, the whole route. Can
1: you explain, because there will be people who don't understand it, can you explain how the, the, the floods in Brighton can affect the number of trains th- from Bedford to London?
24: Yeah, well, what happens is that uh, the, because the signalling equipment near Patcham has been damaged that means we, we can only run um, a certain number of trains per hour through that area and so unfortunately that has a knock-on effect. There are other operators using the line as well and there's only a limited number of, um, a number of services they can get through while network rail uh, repair the signals there.
1: And, uh, have we got any idea when things could return back to normal? uh I, I think today is going to be a very difficult
24: day uh we, we, we will sort of be obviously be updating our website and our Twitter feed as time goes on so as soon as we 've got more information uh, we'll we'll uh we'll we'll make it known but it, it t- today will be a very difficult day
1: so basically it, it, it's not going to be today uh i i i I think
24: that today will certainly be a difficult day, and I hope it'll, uh, I hope things will, will, will be able to give you more information. And I, things will get better as the
1: day I, goes on. I like your management speak of today's going to be a difficult day. What's what's the website and what's the Twitter feed so that people can can uh, get up to to the minute information? Uh,
24: the, the website is www. Co. Uk. Yep. Uh, and the the, uh, the Twitter feed uh, is uh, FirstCC. <sighs>
1: Johnny, listen, I wish you the best of luck and I appreciate you coming on at such short notice. Thanks very much. Thanks very much. There too. we go. It's Johnny Holscroft from First Capital Connect. Hey, I do like that line. It's going to be a difficult day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Boy, oh, boy, it's going to be a difficult day. Fair play. He came on in media more. So you have to respect him for that. Uh, and he's sound like he's been particularly honest with us, even if the news was not the news you wanted to hear. There's going to be trouble on the trains all day, basically.
4: That was his first ever media oh, interview. was it?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought he, he uh, handled himself rather well then. He was very good. He was excellent. Well we'll, well, we'll get him back on for a bit more at some point.
4: Hopefully not about this sort of stuff, no. though, for heaven's sake. No.
1: OK. Uh the Daily Express, there's Dame Helen Mirren, um, you know, dressed up like a dog's dinner again.
4: She looks lovely. no. She does.
1: It's embarrassing. No. She's embarrassing herself. She's brilliant. There's uh Angelina Jolie with Brad Pitt. Did I show Angelina Jolie kissed me once? Did she? Yep. Well done. Yep. And she kissed did me. Did she
18: really? Yep, she what? did. What explain the situation?
1: She kissed me on the cheeks.
18: Did she think you were someone else?
1: No, and she said that I she thought I was very funny.
18: She did think you were someone else. She did not. She think- thought you were Richard Bacon.
1: Why Richard Bacon and um uh the lady? Um uh, Susanna Reid, why are they getting sniffed at for daybreak? Why? Don't I, I'll do daybreak. I mean, I'd have to jack this in, but it's telly, isn't it, So, uh, the bosses will understand. I, I'd do daybreak for, like, a million pounds. Hang on. Yeah?
18: No, they're not ringing.
4: No!
1: Maybe ITV don't know the number for the BBC.
18: 08459 oh, four four, double, double five, five five double five. five. You Call can have him. now.
1: Call yeah. me now. Call him now. Call me now. Get him now. I'll do Daybreak.
4: Anytime time
18: you like, you can take him.
1: Hey, now, listen. You'll miss me when I'm gone, when I'm doing Daybreak. You won't. You can watch me on the telly in there when... Um,
18: That's what we do. We always watch Suzanne Reed. Reid. She's brilliant.
1: She is good. She's so
18: good. I'd, Even with the sound down.
1: I would do it with her.
18: Do Daybreak with her.
1: And that. Um, but yeah, Angelina Jolie gave me a kiss on the cheek and said I thought I was funny. Oh,
18: what? It was a long time ago, wasn't it? What? <gasps> yes, Kelly. I've Bird. got it. Hey, eh? Norman Wisdom once licked my hand. Wow! Oh, Celebrities what? that have done things to you with their mouth? Caught? No, maybe not. Probably,
1: that probably not in the current climate. The Daily Express also says seventy percent say we must ban new migrants. Poll reveals public fury ahead of TV debate. Why did he lick your hand?
4: Um, I'm not sure. I just need to talk to you about this quietly off air.
1: Okay, please do counselling. Um, Poll reveals public fear ahead of TV debate. Almost three out of four Britons want immigration to be reduced or stopped completely, a poll says. Now, who conducted this poll, I wonder? Let's turn to page four to see if we can find out the details. Mm, can't quite find out.
6: I imagine it will be Daily Express readers. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
11: The M40 southbound has three lanes closed just by the Oxford surfaces, so the entry slip from 8A also closed. Traffic is being filtered along through the hard shoulder there with solid queues on the approach after an accident. The M25 anti-clockwise very slow between junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. And the M11 southbound one lane open between junction 10 for Duxford and 8 for Bishop Stortford after an accident. On public transport, First Capital Connect have severely reduced half hourly service on trains via Bedford. as after problems with flooding. Tickets are being accepted on Southern, Southeastern and the London Underground. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio.
1: Thank you, Alice. Now, Jay uh, Dizzle, J Dog, Justin Dealey, is back in the building. He's been a little bit quiet the last hour. So, the next hour of the show, I guarantee, we'll have at least one, possibly two hits with J
6: Dog himself
0: clock, I'm Serena Farrow. The headlines sinkhole waiting to happen in Hertfordshire. Insurance bills amount to £20,000 in Buckinghamshire and 22 games unbeaten for local team. BBC Three
5: Counties Radio.
0: People who were forced to leave their homes because of a sudden sinkhole in Hemel Hempstead say there were already cracks in the ground weeks before it happened.
9: I haven't felt safe in there for, for quite some weeks since I first noticed the, the movement of the house and I've got a lot of pictures on my phone to like comparison pictures to show them how bad it has got. There's been a lot more movement lately underneath because my pathway has lifted right up now.
0: Tolerance there and her family had to leave on Saturday morning. She was one of 17 homes in the Oatridge Gardens area evacuated for safety reasons. Well, Conservative councillor for the area, Graham Adshed, agreed they had been informed about the problems.
3: So I've spoken to residents that there were surveyors on site uh, last week. I know that a number of residents have contacted the Housing Association a number of times over the past few weeks. Um, but uh, as for what was said last week, I, I honestly don't know.
0: Stay listening as we'll be hearing from more residents and a geophysics expert to explain how it's all come about with Ian Lear here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Meanwhile, on one estate in Aylesbury, yesterday's break in the weather actually allowed people back into their homes to start clearing away the flood damage. Lindsay Hancock was forced out of hers on the Willows Estate ten days ago. And it started coming up from
23: from underneath the floor and it came up to about the skirting boards, which... You know, It's not as bad as you know some other people have had it, but it's enough to do, I think it's been estimated, about 20,000
0: oh pounds less my. of damage. Speaking to Ian Lee earlier there. Well, staying with flooding and mopping up operations have been continuing across the three counties. Up to 40 millimetres of rain was predicted to fall in parts of southern England. Corporal James Jones from the RAF has been working at Marlow. He says the forces are trying to support in every way they can.
2: Land rovers and uh, troop carriers, uh, anything that we can uh, you know, provide support with or it needs to be help um, the local public uh, move from their homes themselves uh, through flooded areas or provide sandbags. Uh, so any, any way we can, we'll uh, provide any assistance, whether it be manpower or vehicles.
0: Turning to other news now, the police investigation into allegations of electoral fraud involving the Labour Party in Luton South is understood to get underway this week. The allegations relate to local elections in Luton, but the police may investigate further back. Trevor Holden is the chief executive of the council.
15: This is something that comes up nationally. The Electoral Commission did some work which they published in January on this, this very issue, designed to prevent it from happening.
0: And finally, in sport, Luton Town thrashed Hereford 7-0 at the weekend, making that 22 games unbeaten. They've also moved nine points clear at the top of the conference. Weather then, and it has been misty, but that's all cleared away now. Dry day, temperatures topping nine degrees Celsius. Get the latest news and sports online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties.
1: This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's three minutes past eight. It's Monday. Cracking argument with Peter earlier on. Now I've woken up. Now I'm ready to grab the week. Shake it by the scruff of the neck. And throw it out of a moving vehicle. Lots to talk about this morning. As always, you can call in about these or anything you fancy, really. I'm not that fussy. Sinkholes, floods and allegations of electoral fraud. Can we find anybody called Eric? Simon Cowell has called his son Eric. What a ridiculous name for a baby it's an old man's name. Nobody under the age of 68 is called Eric. And also uh, with Matt not being in today, Matt of course the Daily Telegraph uh, cartoonist Cat Catherine Boyle has had a go and done it herself. Go to facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR and you can have a look at her work. You can also text me 81333, start your text 3CR or give me a call 08459 455 555.
5: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
6: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
1: Strong winds, heavy rain has battered the three counties over the weekend, bringing down trees and forcing people living in a street in Hemel to evacuate their homes. If you have a look at our Facebook page, you'll be able to see why. A sinkhole opened up in the ground on Saturday morning, putting them and their properties in danger. Well, residents in Oak Ridge Gardens say they had been complaining about cracks and subsidence for three uh, for weeks Sorry, before they were forced to leave their homes. Well, Our reporter Justin Dealey, has been following the story over the weekend. Justin, you've you've been there, haven't you?
7: Have indeed. What, what does, does it there? look like? Oh, well, you can't get anywhere near the uh, the actual sinkhole. That's cordoned off. But um, as you mentioned, uh, these residents have been complaining now for for quite some time. We know that surveyors were were there only last week, looking into these problems. Seventeen homes were evacuated when I arrived just after midday. It was a it was a scene of chaos. Really, I spoke to Carla Runtz, and she says that she's saw this incident coming.
9: Yeah, it's been going on a long time. This has been going on for about six weeks. I've had a lot of problems with my house since the 4th of January. I've had a lot of movement, subsidence. Um, I've had insurance investigators around my house. I have I mean, if you saw the, if you was allowed to be near the front of my house, you'd see how bad my house is. I mean, it's, it's sunk an awful lot. You know, last night when I came home, I noticed that my flooring in my house had started to move and it felt really bouncy and it's not been like that before. Um, and yeah, I and then I woke up to that this morning.
7: So what's the situation now? Because your house is cordoned off. Are you allowed to go back in to get any of your, your property at all?
9: I'm not allowed in at all. I've got nothing. At half seven they told me to get out. Um, I asked if I could grab some stuff and how long I had and he said, you haven't. I, I want you to get out now because of the gas. Um, so I woke the children up. They're still in their pyjamas. I wasn't allowed my car. I couldn't get my car out so I had to ring my father-in-law for, to pick me up um, and I've got nothing. Um, I did come back about two hours ago because my daughter's got a kidney problem and she, her medication was in the fridge. So I said to them please, I need to have that, it's really important. He took my keys, the police officer took my keys, he went in and got it for me and said I'm not allowed in."
1: Okay, so that was Saturday Justin, you've been there today what, what's going on now?
7: It still looks exactly the same as Saturday to be fair, that the area is sealed off with fencing so you can't get anywhere near this this huge hole in the ground. Some of those residents, they're hoping to be back into their homes today, a bit like Edwin, who I've spoken to in the last 30 minutes. He's been explaining. To me, his shock at seeing this sinkhole, which is just yards from his property.
15: I was shocked. <laughs> I couldn't believe it because it was so big, massive, and I could see, actually see underneath the road. when we are standing on the other side until the police access to move backwards. And looking at that damage, it's, it's a miracle that nobody was killed here. Yeah, it is. Because I mean, I spoke to the guy, in the f- number one, who's outside, and he said he didn't even know what was happening until the police knocked, and then they had to force open his door for him and the family to get out. So
7: he didn't even realise he, he was asleep when, when yes. this huge sinkhole develops on his own property and he yes. slept through that?
15: Yeah. <laughs> because there was no movement or sound or anything at all. We don't know how the police even
13: got to know about it. <laughs>
1: It's just incredible. Um, you weren't here last week, just but we had a sinkhole story uh, last week. Or maybe it just c- 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 coincided with when you were still here. It, mm. it, it's an, an odd phenomenon, isn't it?
7: It is. I mean, we've heard about stories in High Wycombe with the car. You yep. spoke to the owner of that property. Um, it's my understanding, again, that, that four homes were evacuated in Croxley Green yesterday as well because of another sinkhole. Um, everyone right now is talking about sinkholes. I personally live in Hemel Hempstead, and that was the only thing people were talking about over the weekend. It was... Uh, A huge national story to see a 25 or 30-foot sinkhole down your street. um, People were in shock, really. Justin, thank you very
1: much indeed. Joined now by David Ketley, who had to leave his flat because of the sinkhole. Morning, David. Morning. David, when when did you realise that something wasn't right?
27: Uh, We got a knock on the door from the police about, well, 8 o'clock in the morning. Um, So they did a really swift job of informing everyone what was going on. And how
1: close is your property to the sinkhole?
27: Um, according to most recent reports, it's getting closer and closer to the properties at the back. So originally it was probably about 50, 60 metres, but apparently it's moving up towards the flats at the moment. What,
1: the hole's increasing?
27: This is what we've been told. We're getting, we're getting reports on a daily basis from people going up there, speaking to the police, speaking for the reports, but they're changing on a constant basis. Nobody can give us any clarity.
1: Did you hear anything or feel anything?
27: No, we didn't, we didn't. Um, And and the majority of people had absolutely no idea until they actually walked out the front door how bad it was.
1: And when the police knocked on your door and said, uh, sorry, Mr Ketley, but you're going to have to evacuate, there's a sinkhole, what was going through your mind?
27: Well, they didn't actually tell us we had to evacuate in the flats. They said we could stay there if we want, but then we would lose the accommodation, which has been provided to us. Um, But in the the flats and some of the houses, all they've got is electricity, so they've got no hot water, no cold water, and... um, uh, and no gas, so it was a, it was a case of like, Do we take the accommodation and and hope that think that things progress so we can actually go back? Um, or, or, but it, it, we're in a really difficult situation at the moment because we know that if we take our accommodation back, then if the electricity does go eventually, mm. we won't get accommodation there forward.
1: So you're staying in a hotel at the moment, and h- who's keeping you informed? Is it the council? Is it the police? Who are you speaking to about this?
27: Um, word of mouth. Oh. So nobody's no. Nobody, we haven't had any calls in the last couple of days. We've been informed that because the properties, uh, the majority of them are shared ownership. Um, it, it's all dealt with by the, the shared ownership scheme um, because the majority of them are, are on a lease. So they're, they're the ones actually putting us up at the moment. But then we're being told that they're arranging a meeting today, but only certain residents have been told that there's going to be a meeting today the um, majority of us need to go into work but then if there's this meeting we all want to go to the meeting so we're in a really difficult situation and nobody really knows what is going on all we know is the information that we found out ourselves and gone out to find um, and there's lots of reports kind of contrary to each other
1: So no, no official body is kind of leading this, it's all a bit random Yeah David, listen, I wish you the very best of luck if, uh, if you don't mind we'll keep in touch with you to find out um, how this develops and possibly what happens at that meeting Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Well, Dr. Nigel Cassidy is a reader in applied geophysics at Keele University. He knows all about sinkholes. Morning, Doctor. What is a sinkhole?
12: How does it happen? Sinkholes form. They're actually normally natural phenomenon. They they start with rainfall, which picks up a little bit of, a, of carbon dioxide from the atmosphere, and it gets slightly weakly acidic. And in rocks such as chalk, which you have in Hemel, Hempstead, bedrock there, and limestone as well, it slowly, over millions of years, dissolves away small holes in the rock, which become bigger and bigger and bigger, and they will eventually form a cavity. That cavity itself, usually, if it's reasonably deep, four, five, six metres, something like that, is able to, to stay there with the overlying rock and silts and clays being competent enough to take buildings, roads, etc. The problem arises when we get changes in rainfall. We've had the very extreme conditions all over the news. We've seen this. And the problem is that the water itself gets into the ground. It saturates the rock above the sinkhole. It's heavier. It weakens it. And you get these catastrophic collapses. They're not uncommon. They are generally natural, although they can, be, they, they can be triggered by mining as well, mining of the chalk. But when we do get rain, we see this all around the world, heavy, heavy, long rain, and we suddenly get a spate of these sinkhole collapses occurring. Uh, Natural, but unfortunately devastating for residents who have them under their houses.
1: We had a a, a sinkhole last week. It happened on someone's drive and their car fell 30 foot uh, into the hole and uh, it was fixed by just
12: pouring uh, hundreds of tonnes of concrete in there. Is it as simple as that? It can be. uh, If you're very fortunate and it's a single sinkhole and the connectivity of the underground holes and passageways is is relatively low you can get concrete in there we we don't we call it grouting in the industry we can grout up these sinkholes you can cap them off and they become stable the problem arises when these sinkholes are connected and there are other smaller ones, and then if obviously if you're pouring a fluid material, relatively fluid material, into the hole, it goes where it goes. And you can fill them up and fill them up and keep going, and it become very expensive. The positive side of it is generally when they are remediated properly, filled up and capped, the area remains stable. So it's good, some good news for people.
1: We've had a call from Ev, and I was considering this as well. Fracking, will that have any effect on, on, on
12: the number of sinkholes we see? very unlikely it's a different geology um the sinkholes are are related to carbonate geologies chalk fracking is much much deeper and it's in different geologies really so it's a different geological problem
1: and could these be a problem if properties were were built on on clay pits or, or old mines or anything
12: old mines can be a problem what we tend to see with old mines is it's more mine shafts so uh, through history we've, we tend to document mine shafts very poorly and these are legacies of our industrial past so we build on brownfield sites and we don't know where the shafts are they've been capped and that occasionally they do collapse interestingly if you most brownfield sites are now pretty much they're, they're surveyed very well so the sinkholes they're in natural sites often so there is less there's less of a survey need you don't know they're there until you know they're there unfortunately and it's often when they open up and collapse you find out that there is a sinkhole under your development area and that's when unfortunately the remediation has to occur
1: Nigel thank you very much fascinating stuff Dr Nigel Cassidy reader in applied geophysics at Keele University Oh dear, it's worrying stuff, isn't it? 08459-455-555-815, BBC
6: Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel with Alice. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
11: The M40 southbound is closed by the Oxford services. Trap traffic has been filtered through along the hard shoulder, though. Solid queues on the approach midway between the A34 and the A40. We've had a call in from John on the M1 southbound. Things very slow between junction 12 for Flittick and 10 for Luton Airport, with the matrix sign set to 40. The M11 southbound, all lanes have been reopened after an early accident between 9 for Saffron Walden and 8 for Bishop-Stortford. Things are still a little slow, though. Public Transport, First Capital Connect have a severely reduced half-hourly service on trains via Bedford after problems with flooding. I'm Alice at BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you.
1: 8.16, Monday the 17th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The council says people who were forced to leave their homes in Hemel Hempstead over the weekend because of a sinkhole will be moved back in as soon as possible. Mopping up operations continue in parts of the three counties, with the RAF being drafted into Buckinghamshire. And in sport, Luton Town thrashed Hereford 7 0 at the weekend, making that 22 games unbeaten. 08 459 455555
5: BBC Three Counties Radio. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday between 12 and 3, I'm here with a little bit of
6: celebrity. My geography teacher at school resurrected a jazz standards song, which was Won't You Come Home, Bill Bailey. It made me dedicate myself
2: to be trying to be better. I always felt that wasn't quite good enough. Expert advice. Absolutely,
5: you've got it, you've nailed it.
1: I am so happy, thank you. And loads of really great music.
5: Nick Coffer. Weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, There's a wonderful
1: picture doing the rounds of Nick Coffer dressed as
2: Buzz Lightyear. Yes, I've seen it. In fact, I would say that picture really it made my Friday. Did it really, mm. Catherine? You've you've uh, seen the picture of uh, Nick? Yes.
4: He's a very statuesque man, isn't
1: he? He's I mean it's like it, I mean
4: I think that it made him look more dignified if yeah, anything.
1: Really? Yeah, really. He's he's a very snappy dresser usually.
4: <laughs> and he was certainly snapping in that. An adult
1: an adult gentleman in but it looks like he won a competition or something. <laughs> didn't it?
4: An adult man
1: in a buzz Lightyear year outfit. Really, it nobody nobody wins. Nobody wins. And this
4: is from the man who wore a Batman costume only two weeks ago.
1: I did wear a Batman costume for a
2: four-year-old's birthday party. Oh, okay. yeah, Those but, pictures but to will be, never be seen. But to be fair to Nick, yes? he was in the, in the children's ward at the L&D hospital, wasn't he? So why he? was he trying to scare them, <laughs> <laughs>
4: Haven't they suffered enough? <laughs> Those poor
2: children. <laughs> Mommy, what's that? <there? laughs> <laughs>
1: He's a good sport. If you want to see the picture, facebook.com forward slash BBC3CI. He is. Sport.
2: I don't know anyone else who does.
1: <laughs> He's a good sport, is oh, old Nick. And, uh, well, well done, him. It's for,
2: uh, you, but you must check it out. Yes. It's, it's seriously funny. <laughs> it's my screensaver on my computer. Is it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on to more serious things.
1: You won't be discussing Nick Coffey's uh, dressing up today. Sadly not. No, that didn't um, make the final
2: grade. But you no, have got hasn't. some bits and pieces. What are you talking yes, about? Yes, this morning on the... Uh, well, i tell you what, after 10 today... You know, yeah. just uh, I don't normally tell you about what's coming up after 10. You no. don't want to go anywhere. Oh. Uh, my conversation with the Harpenden jeweller who was kidnapped, had a bag put over his head Ooh. and was held at gunpoint. Wow, it's that, terrifying. That story after ten Gosh. It? It is terrifying. Yeah, I bet it in, is. In lovely old Harpenden as well, of I all know. places. It's how horrific. Mm. Oh, I look forward to that. Coming up at nine, though, on this morning's big phone-in, I don't know if you've, uh, I know you were mentioning in the in the papers today, uh, yes. you, you hadn't seen where the figures had come from. No. The figures uh, seemingly do stand up. They're is from it YouGov 70% poll.
1: 70% of people uh, say that we must ban new migrants.
2: Yes, it's from a YouGov poll that's been done ahead of a, uh, a television debate that's taking place this evening. 70% of British people want immigration reduced or stopped completely. That's according to a new survey from leading pollsters YouGov. Sir Andrew Green is the chair of Migration Watch. He argues this poll shows the pro-immigration lobby has lost the battle for public opinion. Well, this morning from 9, I want your views on this. Do you think that immigration needs to stop? Are you one of those 70% that has had enough of immigration in this country? Your view on 08459 four double five five double five. this morning from 9.
5: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
2: This is Ian Lee.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
1: Honestly, the picture of Nick as Buzz Lightyear, it really does have to be seen to be believed. Well done, Nick, for going along to the hospital and uh, uh, cheering the kids up. Good work. Um, but unfortunately, we are all having nightmares as a direct result of that. We've got no phone calls? Oh uh, no. Got no content?
18: Oh eight four five nine 8459 455 double five five double five let me now. I can't stress
1: yeah, enough yeah. that people can call People can call in about anything they want. I think people sometimes feel a little bit nervous about calling in. I don't want to talk about St Coles. I don't want to talk about Fletcher. You can call in about anything you want. I'm not fussed. I'm not fussed. We'll you just will... wait for them, shall we?
4: Yeah. What are you doing this afternoon? You've got the kids, on not
1: you? I'm going to take the kids out somewhere. Not sure where yet.
18: Is it going to rain? really smart
4: today, Ian. I'm, I'm
1: making an effort. No, it's because I only wore this shirt yesterday. Um, no, I wore it f- Saturday evening for only like a couple of hours. I thought I could get another day's wear out of this. Yeah,
18: totally. Yeah. Baby, baby blue it is for anybody listening Thank who Thank you. Cares.
1: Thank you very much indeed. 084594555. Oh, Brings five. out your five
18: old
1: five. eyes. Just read the, the paper. Though, paper? Well, I'm waiting for someone. I've got, I've got nothing. I'm waiting for someone to call up. Is, is, I mean, the phone's broken.
18: I don't know, maybe. 08459 455 555 to test the phones. This is happening.
1: So, John Travolta. I like Luton Town. It's my favourite place in the world, man.
4: Woo! Grease lightning! And he
1: goes... (laughs) 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 It's not exactly renowned as a glamorous location, but Hollywood star John Travolta has revealed his love for, ahem, Luton Airport. The actor, 59, has admitted his affection... Take it, quick, get them, put them on air. I don't care what they're talking about. The actor, 59, has admitted his affection for the Bedfordshire Hub, which became the butt of jokes in the classic 1970s Campari adverts with Lorraine Chase.
4: Was that a joke? Oh,
1: that was a joke. Uh, but unlike we mortals who are mere passengers, Travolta, a qualified private pilot who owns a number of aircraft and even has a runway at his home, was discussing British airports where he likes to land. Greece and satellite fever star Travolta also appeared in the film Battlefield Earth. Says, oh, yeah. I like Luton. I do like Luton. <laughs> Last time I was in England, I went Luton. That's uh, rootin' tootin' Luton. That's just a good airport, ma'am. I just think the British have a real love, like I do, of aviation and transportation. Uh, yes, it's a call on 01603. Oh, Ooh. who's that? I've who's got that? no idea. Oh, hey, this is a better radio station than what us. What are you Let's, listening to? So, um, what we've just heard uh, with Steve Morphew and Richard oh. Beerman from the the two parties on the the, the county. Good morning, BBC Counties oh. Radio. Uh, well, that's going on there. This is. Well, why don't we just listen to another radio station?
18: Fader One. Yeah. Is uh, Eric. Oh, we've got an Eric. An Eric.
1: Morning, Eric. Uh, good morning. How are you lads doing out there? Us lads are doing fine, Eric. How are you?
10: Yeah, very well, thank you. How old are you, Eric? Um, just the right side of 50. I'm actually 49. Well,
1: congratulations for making it this far. I think we all deserve a medal if we get, if we get this far. <laughs> Eric, it, it, it is an old... With the greatest of respect, it is an old person's name, isn't it?
27: Well, I'm 49, so obviously it's not an old person's name. I'm still young at heart as well, so no. it's absolutely fantastic. I
1: mean, y- young at heart, but but um, <laughs> the, uh, Simon Cowell has named his baby Eric. It, were you surprised by
10: that? No, I think this country needs a bit of an Eric revival. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Really? We need to make Eric cool again?
27: <laughs> oh, come on, come on. Eric's always been cool.
1: Well let's let let's name all of the cool erics. Oh Eric Clapton, that's it. Eric Clapton, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, Eric yeah. Eric Malcom. Okay, yeah, Eric Malcolm, I'll give you that.
10: Um Eric Roberts. Who? Eric Roberts. Who? Eric Roberts, Julia Roberts' brother.
1: I can't let you allow <laughs> that. Isn't his name Eric Stoltz? Who's Eric Stoltz? Never heard of that one. Oh, okay. Right, OK. So, so Eric, so, so far, we've got Eric Clapton, Eric Morecambe, and Julia Roberts' brother, Eric Roberts. <laughs> You're stretching it a bit, Eric.
10: Oh, come on, there must be more out there. We need all the Eric's today to phone into the Ian he show to put him to write.
1: Well, Eric, thank you very much that call, that rallying call to arms by your King Eric. Uh, can we get, can we find any more cool Eric's? Eric Clapton... Eric Morecambe. I'm not having Eric Roberts. Oh, look at that,
4: yes. Eric Bristow.
1: Yeah, cool Eric's.
4: It's cool in a way.
1: The Crafty Cockney is not cool. Oh, come on. Eric Idle.
4: Eric. Eric Idle. Question.
1: Eric Idle. Your microphone is on, by the way, Kelly.
4: Mm?
1: Your microphone is on. Eh? Eric Idle.
4: Eric. Mm. Idle. Flat Eric.
1: Right, okay. There are no cool lyrics. This is the thing that we've got three. 08459 455 four double five five double five. Can we find any more cool lyrics? Let's just hear what they're doing
2: on another radio station. So it feels ever so odd to uh, up until a few days ago never to have met an Olympian before. There you go. You see, <laughs> wowzers,
1: that's what's happening. Hey, look, look at you lot. Right, we're talking serious issues. We've talked about the church being wealthy and uh, talking about the poor. We've talked floods. We've talked sinkholes. Uh, and not a jot. Not a jot. I ask for cool Eric's. The phones go mental. Kenny's got an Eric. Yes, Kenny?
25: Eric Sykes.
1: Oh, yeah, I'll give you that one. Yeah, of course, Eric Sykes. He, he was good, Eric Sykes, wasn't he? He was brilliant. He was, the, the Plank is still one of the best silent films made in the 1970s in Britain. That's true. true. It's, a, it's a good film. But that's it. We, we've pretty much used up all the Eric's now, haven't we? <sighs> And even right, and Eric Sykes, and Eric Idle—they're kind of cool people, but they're still kind of uh, um, reminiscent of an old-fashioned Britain, aren't they? Yeah, I'll give you that. I mean, there was Eric Richards out of the bill. Oh, for goodness' sake, Kenny, come on! You, no one knows who that is. Well, you do. Well, yeah, technically I do, but I know everything. Toby's got an Eric. Go on, Toby.
15: Banana man. What? Banana man. I'm sure the kid's name's Eric. Oh, uh, he might be.
1: I'm struggling to remember Banana Man. He was called Eric, yeah. was he? Yeah, I'm sure. Google it while you're there. You Google it while you're there. I'm driving. Bob, do the radio show. Eric. Eric? Is there an Eric there? Who's there? No, they've gone. Is it? This is the wonder of... Um, uh, this is the wonder of doing uh, a show like this we could throw out all of the topics postal vote rigging allegations, sinkholes all of these things not a jot from you I mentioned can you think of any cool Eric's the phones go absolutely bonkers absolutely bonkers Eric the Viking is uh, being suggested by Paul Scoynes. thank you Paul 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you'd like to give us a call. I suspect... Look, the, 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 what's happening to the phones? I've not seen these two work so hard. I suspect... Oh, really? Oh, we've got an Eric coming up after the news at half-past eight. Who's not? He's not 50, uh, 59, not 49. He's way below that. Gosh. 08459. Four double five, five double five. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Today we are celebrating in honour of Simon Cowell and his new oddly named baby. We are celebrating the
2: magic of Eric's. While in Norfolk, they're doing this. You know, we're the best sports person in this country at the moment, as a newspaper described yesterday, the most dominant sport. Jeez, you're lucky, you
6: guys. You got me. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio. The M40
11: southbound is closed between the Oxford junctions 8A and 8 after an accident by the Oxford services. Solid queues on the approach. We had a call in from John. The M1 southbound, slow going between 12 for Flittick and 10 for Luton Airport. On the M25 anti-clockwise, things also looking very slow on the speed sensors between junction 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. The A10 southbound is queuing between the Bulldog turnoff and Buntingford South. And on public transport, First Capital Connect has severely reduced half-hourly services on trains via Bedford after problems with flooding. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio.
6: Across beds, hearts and bugs.
5: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: Serena Farrow with the headlines. The council says people who are forced to leave their homes in Hemel Hempstead over the weekend because of a sinkhole will be moved back in as soon as possible. Elsewhere, mopping up operations have been continuing in parts of the three counties following the flood over the weekend. Even the RAF's been drafted into Buckinghamshire. Now, do you think immigration needs to stop? 70% of British people want immigration reduced or stopped completely, according to a survey from NewGov. JVS will have more on this in his show coming up From nine. And the SNP leader Alex Salmond will tell business leaders why an independent Scotland should continue to use the pound. He'll criticise the Chancellor for saying a vote for Scottish independence would mean walking away from the pound. BBC Three Counties Radio News. Now let's move on to other sport.
6: Three Counties Sports.
0: BBC Three Counties Radio. 22 consecutive games in a row for Luton after they thrashed Hereford 7-0. They moved nine points clear at the top of the conference, yet Hatter's boss John Still isn't concerned about winning the title just yet.
15: Let's get to the end of the season before I worry about that. <laughs> about other people, you know, you know, the job's done when the job's done, so let's get the job done.
0: Let's move on to the latest of the FA Cup and Arsenal beat Liverpool 2-1 to reach the quarter-finals although the Liverpool manager Brendan Rodgers thought his side were denied a blatant penalty. Now they'll face a last-eight clash with Everton who saw off Swansea yesterday afternoon. League One side Sheffield United are also through after beating Nottingham Forest 3-1 and cup holders Wigan have been drawn away at Manchester City in a repeat of last season's Wembley final. In Sochi, Great Britain's women curlers are guaranteed at least a playoff spot. They beat Russia 9-6 at the Winter Olympics this morning.
2: Needs to be spot
20: on. It has to be close. To be close. The girls are sweeping the And that's it. Shot. Great shot from Eve ahead They've closed it out and it's a massive victory for Great Britain.
0: BBC Three Counties Radio. More from me at nine. Call 08459 455
5: 555.
6: BBC Three Counties Radio. That's the phone number.
1: I can't believe we're doing all of this, the, 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 this big issues this morning. I'm Asking for your flood stories, your sinkhole stories. Not a jot from you. Not a jot. We mentioned uh, Eric's. The phone's go mental now. I've been told here we have two Eric's lined up. One is called Eric. The other is called Eric. One is 10 years old and one is 71 years old. I have to guess which Eric is which. So, good morning, Eric.
10: Good morning. Have you got the right
1: one? Well, I don't know. Is the other Eric there? Yes. Ah, right, Okay. So, I'm going to say, Eric... Yes? You're... Mm. You're the ten-year-old Eric. Yes. And Eric... (laughs) Yes. Who's flushing the toilet? Um, an Eric. The 71-year-old Eric. Well, it could be. You just flushing the toilet while you're on the phone to me, Eric. No, 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 no. Have you just? No. While you were waiting to talk to me.
15: No. You did not No. Did you? Would no. I do a thing like that?
1: Dirty Eric.
15: Dirty no. Eric. No. 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 Now, no.
1: Now, Eric, what's it like being called Eric? Quite nice. I wasn't actually. talking to you. I was talking to
15: Eric. Which Eric? The young one. Well, Eric. It's
1: kind of weird because
18: I had a granddad called Eric, oh. so whenever I went over to my granddad. Um, my mum would say, Eric, and we
1: would both go, yes. So there was grandad Eric and there was Eric. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but do, do you, do you, do you, because it, it, Eric feels like a very old-fashioned name, doesn't it, Eric? It does. I was talking to the other Eric. You're talking to the young one, are you? Yes, I'm talking to Eric. I'll come to you in a minute, Eric. All right, I'll leave you to him then. Thank you, Eric. It's an old-fashioned name, isn't it, Eric? Yeah, there's no one at my school
18: called Eric other than me.
1: When you were growing up as an Eric, did did it affect you? Um, I'm talking to the other Eric.
15: <laughs> me?
1: Yeah, you, you, this Eric. The old yes,
15: one, the old one. No, it didn't affect me
1: at all. I bet there were loads of Erics in your class, weren't there?
6: Um, no,
1: there wasn't in actual fact. Oh, you know, no. Is it Eric? Does it excite you to hear another Eric on the line? Yes. Yeah, I was talking to the other Eric. Sorry. Uh,
25: yes, the young one.
1: <laughs> it, it, it's good to know that the baton is still being passed along, isn't it?
25: It certainly is, yes. Because, you see, you also had Eric Cantona.
1: Oh. Ah, yes. He was a very violent French thug, wasn't he? He certainly
25: was. What a thug. And, and the other gentleman
15: was saying, Eric, um, the banana man. Yes, that was called Eric.
25: So, Eric,
1: are you aware, then? I guess because there aren't many Erics, You must. every time there's a famous Eric, you must be really aware of it. Well, I, I was fun sp- fun. sorry Eric, I was d- sorry, I was speaking is to the other one? Eric. Um yeah. Yes sir?
16: Eric who? Von
1: Danigan. Who the hell is he? right Hang on, who's th- who's th- who's, th- who's this who's talk who's this in the background? That's my wife. She's telling me another Eric. Go on, Eric who?
25: Eric Von Danigan. Oh cha- Eric Ron Danigan.
1: Chariot of the gods. Oh, God, I don't know. He, he the, thinks that he thinks that the writer. human he <coughs> thinks that the human race is populated by aliens. Oh, something like that. <laughs> oh, so, tell her to shut up, Eric. <laughs> I was talking to you then as well. Okay, yes. right. So, uh, Eric, can you name any more famous Eric's? Me, yes, but I, No, I'm, so, I'm Eric. The young one. No, sorry, I'm speaking to the other Eric. <laughs> you want to say Eric the young one or Eric the old one? That's the okay. Who we're talking about? Okay, Eric the young one. Yes. Do you know any? I bet you're wishing you didn't get involved in this nonsense. Now, can you think of any other cool Eric's? No. Nice. <laughs> I'm going to name some Eric's, the young one, and you let me know if if you know who they are or what you think they do. Okay. So, Eric Clapton.
18: Heard of him, but what? don't know what he does. What do you th- have a
1: guess from his name? What do you think Eric Clapton might do? Um, musician. He's a musician. He's he's a, he's a guitarist. Okay. Eric Sykes. What do, you think Eric, what do you think Eric Sykes might do with a name like that? Be a crazy scientist. Uh, do you know what? Crazy scientist is not far off. I'll, gi- I'll give you one more. Eric the Viking. What do you think Eric the Viking does? Oh,
11: well, he was a
1: Viking. There you go. Spot on, spot on. What have you got today, Eric? Um, yeah. I, the, uh, well, I tell you what, why don't you both tell me simultaneously what you've got today?
25: I'm taking my wife to the doctors at the moment.
1: Oh, blimey. I, I, well, I hope she's all right, Eric. Yeah, she's all
25: right. birthday
1: today. Whose birthday is it today, young Eric? My stepdad's. Oh, how old is he? Really, really old? <laughs> no, he's
18: 35.
1: Oh, blimey. He's, 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 he's still a youngster. Are you doing anything nice to celebrate? Yeah, I think
19: we'll
1: be going out for lunch. Fantastic. Well, look, Eric and Eric, you've both been a really good sport. I appreciate your time this morning. It's nice to speak to you again. Isn't nice, anyway. to, nice to speak to you, Eric, and nice to speak to you, Eric. Uh OK. Speaking to the other one, but never mind. Thank you very much indeed.
5: Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio.
1: Well, what, what must only be a radio first? It's uh, Eric, not Eric, Greg.
3: Hiya. Oh, yes. Hello, Greg. Eric
1: Cantona. Uh, yes, we've had him, the violent thre- French thug. You've not had him had it already, have you? Yeah, we just had him. Eric suggested oh, yeah. him. Okay, oh, yeah. no, 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 no. Oh, we are disappointed. Here. Hang on a minute, it was in the background with you. The lads at work. Yay! 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 It's Luton Town. Yay! Luton okay, Hey, Luton Town, 22 games in a row, seven nil. They are on their way to disappointment at the end of the season yet again, aren't <laughs> they? Hey! John Steele's farming, alright. are alright. It, it, hey, it lends in tears. It always does. No, nah, this not year,
4: this. We're all right. Not this
1: oh, year. Not this year. Oh, no! Oh oh <laughs> oh. <laughs> why, what, uh, Greg? Can I ask? Why are you not working? We are working. We just, we just have a bit of fun when we're at work. Is is your job pr- f- uh, phoning up radio stations and sounding like drunks? Yeah. <laughs> oh well, in that case, you're doing a cracking job, lads. Yeah!
15: <laughs>
1: <laughs> how, how many people are there with you, Eric? I mean, Greg.
15: There's three of us, believe it or not. Piggy it sounds like there's like about 26 Piggy. of you. There's yeah. me, Piggy and Andy. Piggy? Yeah, yes. Piggy, yeah. Ex for Okay. Champions.
1: Yes. Why is he called Piggy? <laughs> <laughs> you ain't seen the curly tail. Okay, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much indeed. Let's go to uh, Eric in Wickham. I mean, Ben. Morning, Ben. Good morning, sir. Ben, what have you got for me? Well, I did say maybe generics could go on the list. Oh! Um, I like that, that you're thinking outside of the box, blue sky thinking. What?
27: Well, talking about blue sky, many years ago when I was living in Somerset, some friends of mine said that there was a new hole appeared in Cheddar Gorge, and they were going down to investigate, and I went along with them. And uh, it was blue sky, birds were singing, it was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. They wrote me down about the first level. Um, a bit frightened I've not been down, but it was quite a big hole. And then it, it got quieter and quieter and quieter, I couldn't hear the birds. I couldn't hear them up up, up above talking to us yeah. and then we got to the bottom. Yeah. And then I heard it.
1: What did
15: you hear? <whistles> 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 and that was it.
25: So she must have come from Cheddar.
1: Are you absolutely bonkers, Ben? Absolutely. Thank you very much indeed. What on earth was that about? Um. The Singing Nun, down a hole, down a shaft in Cheddar Gorge. Thank you, Ben. What a lot of weirdos we're attracting. (laughs) Avis is in Western Turville. Good morning, Avis. Good morning, Ian. What can I do for you?
22: Well, in an antique shop in Wendover,
1: there's a
22: toy monkey. Oh. And he's called Eric.
1: Ah. And all
22: the children that go into the shop. Love looking for him, you see. Yes,
1: your two boys would love it. My boys would love it. Yes. Oh, yes. So uh, it's just for a laugh. How? F- How's So hang on. It's a toy shop, is it? No, it's an antique shop. An anti- and they and they hide Eric the monkey. So
22: these children come in all excited. Oh, that's Where's fun, the monkey. You know.
1: And they don't mind them, um, c- kind of, you know, climbing all over their things and looking underneath things. Oh no, s- no, they just look upwards. Oh. <laughs> Well, that sounds. <laughs> that, oh, you're right. Me. That's okay. That sounds like a nice thing to do, doesn't it?
22: Well, it is, <laughs> and it keeps the children amused. You see, while the parents are looking round the shop,
1: they should um, they should have more things like that in shops, shouldn't they? Where they they keep children vaguely entertained? Yeah, because you see, it's just a big
22: box of odds and ends, yes. little things you know, like children like yes. toy cars and teddy bears and bubbles and all that
1: sort of My thing. boys have just, for some reason, just really started getting into teddy bears all of a sudden. They, oh, they're four and two. They've never really been that interested. And then sort of suddenly in the last month or so, yeah. they've been obsessed. And my eldest, he's, I mean, he's got like, I don't know, 50 or 60 teddies that we've accumulated. Some are from when I was a kid and my wife was a kid. And yeah. God knows where these other ones have come from. And the other night, he, he put all of them in bed with him. It, oh, took, it took about 45 minutes. <laughs> and then there was no room for him. Oh, lovely i love
22: little boys anyway if you're down
1: wendover way come into the shop I, I, them in. I, w- I will certainly do that Elvis. thank you very much indeed i love little boys as well particularly my two because they are rootin tootin fantastic you're right yeah this is going out on the air is it yeah we've got we- more erics to come shall we hear what norfolk's up to yeah, sponsors this morning. There are people like Sue who've just heard who Sue. really are concerned oh, about the, the low-level flying oh, that's going Sue. on. But a lot of know, people are no, saying, look, we're, we're glad it does because... Listen, be careful because they're talking about a serious thing here. ...important jobs and, and they need to train. Well, do, do you have any concerns about this?
18: Yes, I'm really concerned...
1: Low level I was flying. So. Low level flying is what like other stations are there? That's the only one I've got. Should I
18: find some others? No, I won't bother.
1: Ah. I won't bother because already I can hear my boss furiously typing an email, insisting I stop. There it is. There. Stop it! You upset him once already. Don't do it again, Mister Manning. And Mr. another
4: Manoring. one apologising to Norfolk.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what's going on. Our, our excellent colleagues up there, who, of course, we are huge supporters and huge fans of. Oh wait, 455 four, double five five double five is the telephone number. Paul, Paul Scroings. Erica does not count. Um, we're not having any of that. The reason we're talking about Eric's is because the front page of The Sun, it's in lots of newspapers, uh, Simon Cowell's had a baby. Great for him. Well done. Well done. Congratulations. Uh, He's called it Eric. You forget how tiny newborn babies are and how their nappies take up pretty much the whole body. Something very special about it. What they don't... Here's something they don't tell you, right, when you're having a baby. What they don't tell you is that the belly button for the first... Two weeks. How long is the belly bottom? Ma- but bottom manky.
4: Ages. It's like oh, two I or three weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, two and a half. It's black.
1: It's horrible. It goes black and it stinks.
4: You have to clean round it. It stinks and then then one day it's just not
1: there. It's dropped off somewhere. Where is it? Is it in the bed? Is it in your? Oh, it's horrible. A
4: friend of mine kept her babies. Uh,
1: just bin it. It is disgusting, and no-one tells you that, that the belly button, the tied-off bit of flesh, is flipping horrible for a couple of weeks. Or
4: that their ears are all funny. What? Well, my little girls had tucked over ears. Yep. I mean, if you look on that picture, his ears are a bit tucked over, they're not quite yep. right. Yep. You know, cut him some slack, he's been in a very tight spot for a while. Yep. The other thing was, my first little girl has kind of hairy ears. Black, oh. hairy ears. Oh,
1: yeah, some babies are hairy. They're like wolf babies, yeah. monkey babies, yeah.
4: wowzers, as well. Yeah.
1: Oh no, we don't like that. Some babies have a tail as well. Did they, they? Was that a film? <laughs> Bernie's in <laughs> Fitbit. Morning, Bernie. Good morning. What? What you got for me, Bernie? Oh, uh, we were still on about Eric's. We're always on about Eric's. We we love er, Eric's here. Uh,
10: well, my dad was called Eric, and the wife's dad was called Eric. Was the wife called Eric? The dad's wife was called Eric. The dad's wife. <laughs> No, sorry. The wife's dad. What
1: was the What was the dad's wife called? Marion. So Marion and Eric. Oh, that's a proper That's a proper couple's name, isn't it?
10: Uh, yes. Yeah. Now, now, her father was called Eric, and my father was called Eric, and my son has got Eric in his middle name.
1: Now, Eric has a middle name in twenty fourteen Britain. It's great, but as a first name, Bernie, what do you think? Yeah. Well, it's in recognition of the two fathers. Well that's that's a nice thing to do. Does he ever question it? Does he ever say, Oh Dad, what, what would you do that for? No, he knows. Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> he knows his heritage. Bernie, thank you very much indeed.
6: Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
5: BBC
11: Three Counties Radio. The M40 southbound still closed between the Oxford junctions 8A and 8 after an accident by the Oxford services. Trap traffic is being held on the hard shoulder at the moment with solid queues back midway between the A34 and the A40. The M1 southbound looking slow around junction 11 for Dunstable Road and the A1M southbound really slow between junction 9 for Letchworth and 7 for Stevenage on the sensors. The A10 southbound queuing between the Baldock turn-off and Buntingford South. And on public transport, First Capital Connect have a severely reduced half-hourly service on trains via Bedford. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. <laughs>
1: It's uh, Monday the 17th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A councillor has confirmed surveyors did inspect the area in Hemel Hempstead less than a week before a sinkhole opened up there. The RAF has been drafted into Buckinghamshire as part of the ongoing clear up following the floods, yet we're being warned of more rain to come. And in sport, it's 22 games unbeaten for Luton Town after they thrashed Hereford 7 0 at the weekend. Coming up, well, I, I'm guessing more Erics. <sighs> 08 459, 455 555. Let's get the weather now, though, with Elizabeth Rizzini.
5: Beds, hearts, and Bucks
19: weather.
6: BBC Three Counties Radio.
19: Good morning. We've seen some mist and fog patches this morning. Most of it's now dispersed being replaced by thickening cloud and just outbreaks of light patchy rain and drizzle at times, particularly towards western areas of Buckinghamshire. Otherwise, lots of dry weather around today, but turning rather cloudy. Some brightness again into the afternoon. Top temperatures of up to 8 or 9 degrees. That's 48 in Fahrenheit. Overnight tonight, again, we're going to see a few outbreaks of rain spreading from the west. odd heavy burst at times, but most of it quite light and patchy, and not really amounting to very much at all. Lows tonight of around 6 or 7 degrees. Tomorrow, a day of sunny spells, some sharp showers around at times. Overall, a much quieter week of weather. Not completely dry, but certainly no storms in the forecast. That's the weather for now.
1: Have you got anything else, Elizabeth?
19: What do you mean? Well,
1: um we're doing the last 30 minutes of the show has been people phoning in with famous Eric's it's not Sony Gold famous
19: who? Eric's Eric's oh my grandpa was called Eric beautiful I just wonder if you've got any more weather you've
1: wanted to fill a slot or is that it have you done everything?
19: well uh, it, what you want more weather well i mean just, you know I, I, well, t- I can talk weather all day if you like i but, uh, know you but can I think everyone's just fed up with the weather at the moment aren't they did you have a nice day yesterday it was all right uh, well it was lovely wasn't it lots of sunshine it was we were out in the yeah, garden really yeah yeah i went to a farm and i saw a snake and i touched it and it was all slippery and slimy and horrible um but um, but no for the rest of this week you don't
1: get snakes at farms you get cows
19: well, this, ha- this one had a snake in it. It was ass. a three-year-old's birthday party. You get an ass. A what? An ass.
1: It's like a, an American donkey.
19: What? Really? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you, you, there was a snake there, was there? There was a snake. There was a lizard. Oh, God, And there blimey. were ferret races as oh, well. Oh, blimey.
1: Well, it sounds yeah. like you've lived the life. Elizabeth, <laughs> thank you very much. Speak to you later. Bye. Ta-ta. <laughs> an ass is an animal, right?
5: World War I at home. On the BBC...
13: The number of men who died probably reckoned to be about 135.
2: Revealing untold stories... If we can show at Wadston, if we can be seen to be trying to do something for the war effort, then everybody else should be able to do that.
5: Discovering local memories...
25: I tracked a dead man down a trench... I knew not he was dead.
5: World War I at home. Walking between lessons, today's students at Haleybury College pass by a memorial to the former pupils who fought and died in the First World War.
13: Revealing local stories. And he discovers that it's just gone uh, 11 o'clock on the 11th of November and, in fact, the First World War is over.
5: World War I at home. Here on BBC uh. Three Counties Radio. We're
1: well, just about getting away with it this morning. Oh, sorry. Just about getting away with it this morning. Just about. Just about uh, 08459 455 555 is the telephone number What are we talking about? Well, pretty much anything Eric's seems to be the uh, call du jour uh, But Avril's not called in about Eric's, have you Avril? I haven't, no What have you got for me?
8: Just uh, it's, uh, it's
26: an interesting story Interesting it's going on in Kings Langley and Hertfordshire at the moment Oh yeah this week is the launch of the um, third DVD in the series of Game of Thrones. So to, to mark that, King's Langley has changed its name to King's Landing for the week.
1: Why has it done that?
26: Which the story behind it is, the producer was at Euston Station. I saw the name Kings Langley up on the board. Oh yeah. Contacted the local council and asked if they consider changing the name just to, for the week to coincide with the launch of the new DVD. Oh. So there's there's I don't know if there's, there's tours and things and there's sort of signposts up everywhere following follow the swords to the display oh. and everything so, to mark the DVD. So but, it's just, we, I now work in Kings Landing. So but there's
1: so there's no there's no actual connection between Kings Land and Kings Langley and and uh, Game of Thrones. It's just a nice little little tie. In there,
26: yeah, it's just the producer saw the name on the board wow. at
1: Euston Station and said that'll be good fun, let's do that. I've never seen Game of Thrones, is it any good? Oh, it's fabulous! Everyone raves about oh, it, you have to watch it, yeah. Well, yeah. it's like Swords and Wizards, is it? It is, it's just like another world, it's yeah, yeah. but it's not
26: science fiction, it's but it's yeah, it's like Vikings and but it's, it's,
1: fantasy, it's fantasy, I think that, that it is, fantasy, isn't it? Yeah. it? yeah, and apparently yeah. they're all at it all the time as well. Oh, yes. Really? Good at that as well, yeah. Oh, blimey. See, I, I like that. I like... Ma- no, I mean, I, well, no, hang on, no, hang on a second. What I mean is I, I like the over overall sound of that, of magic and wizards and, you know, people being at it. I, I, that it, sounds like my really, kind of thing. It's really, really good. Yeah, it catches you. I was told, watch it. I missed the first series. My son said, Mum, going to watch it. And that was it, I was See, I th- I, I've missed out on so many series. I've missed out on The Sopranos. I missed out on The Wire. I've missed out on The Shield, and now I've missed out on um, on uh, the the so- What's it called? So- the Sorcerer and the Thrones. Stone, yeah, Game of Thrones. I've missed out yep. on all of that. But you reckon I should dive in? You've got to catch up. Avril, thank mm-hmm. you very much indeed. All these series I've missed out on, and I, I did. I did have a good crack at The Sopranos. I think we did the first series one New Year's Day. And then, kind of, just wimped out after that. The, the, the wire—I've tried the wire a few times—and all it is is just—it should be just called the mumble. Uh, he's, he's selling drugs, man! i got a gun. I couldn't understand a word they were saying in it. Absolutely ridiculous! Absolutely ridiculous! Matt's in Luton. Morning, Matt. Morning. Hello, Matt. How you doing, fella? You're all right. too bad. Yeah, you bearing up all right? Yes, fine,
25: fine. Absolutely brilliant.
1: Really nice to hear from you. We've all been a little bit concerned about you. For those who don't know, Matt had, uh, well, a, a rather significant loss. Your wife passed away. Yeah. Uh, have you had the, the the funeral yet, Matt? It's on Thursday. It's on Thursday. Well, my thoughts will be with you and on I, Thursday. I
25: wish to thank you for everything you've you've done for us.
1: I have done nothing and apart from listen. Too. Well, yeah. the, listen, I did. I know what it's like. It's not fun, no. uh, and I I hope the the, the funeral. The, you know, I'm sure it'll do a justice, well, and I hope I, you have a good day. Give her, we'll give her a great funeral. I bet you will do, Matt. Yeah, yeah. But you've called in about an Eric, have you? The only Eric, Eric Cantona, the famous French thug. The greatest player of all time. One of the I most know you're a football fan. One of the most violent men to grace a football pitch in this country.
25: Yeah, but what a man.
1: He kung fu'd the, the
25: viewers. Well, if he'd said that about your mother, wouldn't you do the same?
1: Well, kung-fu kicking a, 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 a football fan. Matt, come on now. You know that's crossed a line. No. Disgusting example of, of humanity. Eric?
25: Your mum's your mum. We. Don't forget it.
1: We. Then he did that nonsense about shell, shellfish and pigeons and trawlers, didn't he? Well,
25: that's the, the poet, anyway, you see.
1: Matt, the man is a lunatic. Love it. He's a he's a, a violent lunatic, and we we, we the, the the day he stopped playing football in this country was a day that we all should have celebrated.
25: Well, I'll tell you something now, Ian. Yes, Matt. We are going to go, 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 go back to where we were before. Totally. I'm going to hate you. Good. Again if you stop I'm
1: look. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to more angry phone calls from you. Yes, you'll get you. You know my. nothing about Eric's. No. <laughs> you know nothing about Eric's, Matt. <laughs> Speak to you later on. <laughs> Have a good one, mate. Take care. Ta-ta. Matt in Luton. That's the way we want it. That's the way. He knows nothing about Eric's, <laughs> Justin. All he you well. Violent French uh, French thug.
7: He was a genius but he was a thug and to be quite honest with you, he should have been banned for a lot longer. He Shouldn't came he? back, he scored a penalty. Everyone thought, Eric's back, he's the king. No. As a football player, unfortunately, you get paid a lot of money to take the abuse. You don't jump in the crowd and start attacking people.
1: Speaking of uh, abuse, mm. Luton Town, 22
7: wins in a row,
1: 7 goals. Uh, uh, at the weekend they are really lining themselves up to be incredibly disappointed at the end of the season when they don't go
7: up aren't they it's not quite 22 wins 22 games unbeaten okay. um, this incredible record um, the football at the moment on Saturday was just incredible yeah. so to watch that the one touch football it was brilliant they're but not going to get promoted though are they hey listen at the moment if they carry on doing what they're doing they are going up we can only keep our fingers crossed that this form continues and with John still in charge He won't take any nonsense. The players, they will go out there and they will give it their all.
1: What's happening with the trains? The trains are all uh, up uh, a certain creek, aren't they?
7: Yes, um, not particularly good this morning. I'm here at Lucent train station at the moment. There's uh, flooding and damage to signalling equipment at Patcham Tunnel. That means that today there's going to be a reduced service, so only two trains an hour are going in from Lucent into the capital. Uh, the next one's at 19 minutes past nine, and you spoke to somebody earlier on that their advice was that today is going to be tricky. Um, their advice was to keep an eye on the website firstcapitalconnect.com co.uk, but certainly today there is a reduced service on those trains going into the capital
1: uh, and it's it, people are, are confused as to why uh the flooding near brighton is causing problems here but i guess it's just the way that the train network runs
7: absolutely of course uh, signaling problems there as well that affects the whole line so certainly check that website today firstcapitalconnect.co.uk and whilst i've been here in i've been talking about erics oh, um, yeah. you have been talking about those in the last what 30 minutes or so yeah. Been asking people for their famous Eric's. Got a short clip here. Here's what happened. Sure. Good morning. You well, sir? Uh, I'm fine, but I'm off to Paris. I have got okay. a train to catch. Okay. So before we go, 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 famous Eric's. Yeah, Eric Morecambe, Any others? Um, Eric Cantona. <laughs> um. Just, an, it was an Eric as a cartoon character, but I can't remember who it was. Can Paris not wait? You, you, you're quite good at this game. Um, not really, no. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. One more. Come on. One more Eric. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> no, I can't think of another one. Do you like to see the return of, of Eric as a as a major name in this country? Well, way, it's all right. I mean, it's like any other name. I mean, you know, you get what you get, don't you? You know, I'm Stuart, and I'm stuck with it. You know, it's, it's far, fair enough for me, sir. So. Okay. It's fair enough, yeah. Lovely. Thanks, Stuart. Take all right. care. All right. okay. thank you. Bye-bye. Have a good day in Paris. Thank you. Bonjour. There you go, Stuart. He's called Stuart, and uh, in his words, he's just stuck with it. Why did you say hello to him when he was going? Why not? Well, he, he, he was upstairs. A- he wasn't on the train yet, was he? Are well, you He's still bon going to catch jo- his train?
1: You said bonjour. Yeah. Why don't you say au revoir?
7: Well, I didn't kind Of you know, connect that quickly. My mind wasn't quite thinking as quickly as it should be. Sorry. and
1: he says that his name's Stuart and he's stuck
7: with Stuart. You can <laughs> change your name, <laughs> you can do, I suppose. Come, you can, there's tra- a phoning to be had. Well, How do you ever change your name? Why would you want to change your name? You know, uh, your well, parents gave you that name because they liked it, uh, appreciate it, respect
1: it. They were probably drunk or high on drugs when they named me. <laughs> uh, but Lee, Lee isn't the surname I was born with. I've changed my name. Have you? Yeah, Lee isn't my so Lee was my middle name. Really? Oh, did you not know that? No. Oh, J-Dog, yes. It's one of the most empowering things. You do it online. You do it online. You pay, I think it's £36.50. Yeah. You type in what your name is. You type in what you, you would like your name to be. You fill in the uh, uh, £36.50 amount. Right. And then you uh, click the button and your name has changed. What's your real surname, then? <laughs> come on. Oh, oh Justin. Come, come on. Come. come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. What is it? No, that's it. Come on. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, Ian, come on. Thank you very much indeed. No, Justin. Justin? Yes. My my real surname, do you want to know? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. It's Deeley. Oh,
6: really? Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio. The M40
11: southbound closed between the Oxford junctions 8A and 8 after an accident by the Oxford services, solid queues on the approach there. The M1 southbound slow around junction 14 for Newport Pagnall. And also in Newport-Bagnall, the London Road heading towards the M1, very slow from the Tickford roundabout. The A1M southbound struggling between Junction 9 for Letchworth and 7 for Stevenage. On public transport, First Capital Connect have a reduced half-hourly service on trains via Bedford. It's after problems with flooding. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio.
1: Thank you very much, Alice just about got away with it i think don't forget there's a new podcast up go to the bbc three counties website or itunes have a little look there jvs up next until tomorrow at six from me
5: Ta-ta. local and vocal across beds hearts and bucks
6: this is bbc three counties radio
2: Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Monday, it's nine o'clock, and on today's big phone-in, do you think that immigration needs to stop? 70% of British people want immigration reduced or stopped completely.